welcome to episode 588 of the PS Nation podcast. We are going to start, uh, I'm going to give it to Josh, and we're going to start on some somber news. Uh, as everybody probably already knows, there was a shooting at a Madden tournament uh, the other day, and we thought we'd just briefly uh, touch upon that. Um, apparently, the shooter had lost earlier in the tournament and went home, got his guns, came back, and shot two people, killed, shot a bunch of people, killed two. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where to go with this. I'm, it just makes me sick. I'm sick of hearing about shootings. I'm sick of hearing about white men shooting everybody and I'm just I'm sick of all of it it's just it's maddening it's frustrating it's beyond belief um we go to a lot of events E3 this year had security like serious security metal with detectors, metal detectors yeah. for the first time um that was a big deal that they had these metal detectors and they were outside the venue and it was a pain in the ass because there were so many people and you're baking out in the sun in these lines waiting to get in and you know if it prevents something like this then that's great but you know this has become uh, a serious issue for everybody in the gaming community now to talk about because of all the events PAX West I believe is coming up Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that every gaming company that attends these things now has to have an active shooter protocol that's handed out to all their employees it's just insanity yeah we we go through training at work for like if this happens at the store and it's just crazy yeah, my son in kindergarten had to go through this. A fucking kindergartner has to go through active shooter protocols. This is insanity. Yeah, and the the thing that is like that if this is affecting the game community a lot right now is because at big events there's security. This was a tiny regional tournament and at a sports bar or a gaming yeah, bar like super super regional like inside of like the city of jacksonville like this person might have like gone to compete like in a county event or something like not yeah. even so that's there's no security when it's just at a tiny tournament you know so now it just makes people have to worry even more like i understand having to worry at a big event because e3 is like sixty thousand people uh comic-con is like a hundred thousand people you know, you need that tight security for that many people. But this is a small, small tournament. So it was just one of those things where you think you're in a safe environment. Everyone's just there for the love of video games. And then you have someone who actually participated in a tournament lose and then just snap. It's it's horrifying and it's becoming an all too regular thing that has to happen. But this is the first time it's happened at a gamer tournament, a gaming tournament. So, yeah, that's why... Uh, figured we'd bring this up this was we can't ignore it you know it's just one of those things where as much as it, it's nice to have like the the fun little distraction uh when it hits this close to like the field we cover it needs to be at least mentioned or brought up yeah I and mean, there's there's a lot more i want to say about this but i i 
I don't want to drag the podcast down into all of this. Um, EA has announced their, they've canceled uh, three of their upcoming gaming tournaments and they're reviewing all their uh, security procedures and trying to figure out what to do going forward uh, for this. And I'm sure every, every gaming company is now having to look at their procedures for all their different events and you know whether it's being attended by fans or whether it's being attended solely by their employees everybody has to rethink everything at this point and try to figure out some way to keep people safe in the midst of the utter madness that is America in the 21st century and some of the stuff I don't want to go down the whole thing either but some of the stuff that I saw from like society in general was just crazy like there is no way that this is ea's fault at all no like so like and it's crazy no that was just a bunch of twitter assholes yeah so it's just crazy like it sucks that what happened to those people like in that whatever is wrong with that person that decided to to do that and i hope that anybody else that was injured or anything like that is obviously you know gets better and you know but for people to think that certain things need to happen from certain companies is just crazy sometimes Yeah. So. Yeah. So we'll move back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna just go through. I'm um, just gonna basically go through the nut, nuts and bolts of this pretty quick. Um, it's there's no easy way to transition out of something like that. So. Um, so thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Um, we appreciate however you you listen, whether you download it or stream it or listen to it on the computer. Um, all of the support is tremendously appreciated. You can subscribe to our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, uh, any uh, podcasting services, Stitcher. You can also just go to psstation.com and sign up for the direct RSS feed. While you're at psnation.com, there's a Contact Us button on the left-hand side of the page. You can send us an email at podcast at psnation.com. I don't really think we've gotten an email in a couple of weeks, so if somebody feels like they want to send an email, that would be cool. Um, so, like, while you're there, uh, while you're again, while you're at psnation.com, you can go to our forums. There's uh, some discussions going on in the forums. I threw a little bit of Destiny 2 info into some of the forum threads that I had, trying to spark up some of that interest. There's been some discussion about the changes to Amazon Prime and the Gamer Club Unlocked and things like that. Um, so there's definitely just different conversations going on in the forums, uh, people picking up games, etc., stuff like that. Um, you can also go to the uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash PSNation page, and go ahead and drop us a like. Uh, you'll see us post some questions on there, random questions. Um, you'll see all the anything that we post on the website, reviews, news stories, etc., that all goes to that page and shows in your feed. If you're a little bit more active with that feed, like dropping a like every once in a while on something, Maybe even if you don't like 100% like it, but you want to see other stuff from us, please do so. That would help because uh, I don't really know how Facebook's feed system works. I feel like it's when I go to most recent, it's not most recent. It's most oh, no, recent it's, with who I interacted with. Yeah, <laughs> so. the, the Facebook system is kind of rigged. So, yeah. yeah. So um, You can also follow us on what's not as rigged of a system uh, is Twitter. I feel like Twitter just dumps the stuff out in the order it comes in. Um, you can follow the main no, account. It doesn't, it does, it, <laughs> unfortunately. A little bit better no. than Facebook. Yeah, so. a little bit better than Facebook. It, it used to. It used to, but now it just it's focuses on whatever you click on, whatever you interact with. It sends you more yeah. of that, and it mixes up the timeline. Yeah. And it's I fucking hate yeah. it. Now. So at the main account is, is at PS Nation. Same thing with Facebook. If you see something from us, just drop a like on it. Hopefully, you'll see our stuff show up on your feed a little bit more often. That would be appreciated. 
Um, you can follow Josh at PJF Josh. Uh, you can follow Michael at the first MJC, and you can follow myself at the Destiny Dave. Uh, same thing. If you want to see more stuff from all of us, just try to interact with us a little bit. We're all pretty good on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you reply to us, I think for the most part everybody replies. I don't. I see Michael replying. I see Josh periodically. I don't know what anybody else's like uh, replies look like, but you know, even dropping a like on somebody responding to you is helpful. Um, so you can support us uh, multiple ways. Uh, one of the ways that you can support us is on psnation.com. Uh, there's an affiliate link page there. Uh, you can click on the affiliate link page. It'll take you to a bunch of other links for websites. Uh, if you shop at any of those places, Tiger, uh, Target, Tiger, <laughs> Target, Walmart, Best Buy, uh, Amazon, any of those places, click on that page, go and do your regular shopping, check out. We get a commission back for anything that you purchase. We, um, we don't have Target. Oh, sorry. No Target. <laughs> I haven't. I just have them all bookmarked, and my wife does all the shopping anyway. So, uh, we also have zazzle.com slash PS Nation, where you can get PlayStation Nation merchandise. There, our video links: uh, Twitch.tv slash PS Nation, where you can um, watch our live streams. I will be live streaming a bunch of stuff next week, September fourth, and a little bit this week uh, as you're listening to this podcast. And we also did a stream last week. The three of us got online and played it and played Warface, um, and that is in our past replays on Twitch. Taser face! (laughs) Um, So then, while you're there, uh, if you have Amazon Prime and you link your Amazon Prime to your Twitch account, you get something called Twitch Prime, and Twitch Prime users get uh, one free channel sub a month. Uh, If you would feel so inclined to use that channel sub on us, we would greatly appreciate it. It's free, as long as you... As long as you have Prime, or if you also want to support us directly on Twitch, it's like four ninety nine for a monthly subscription. Um, your Twitch Prime subscription does not auto-renew, so if it's been a little while since you checked, please go ahead and check. It takes about 30 seconds from a desktop to see that you're not subscribed, and then click. And as long as it's linked, it's very, very easy and quick. Um, and then also we have YouTube.com slash PSNation, where Josh streamed his side of uh, the Warface stream that we did. That replay is up on the YouTube channel, so you can go ahead and watch that. Um, and there's also other things that uh, get posted up there. Sometimes we embed trailers there for other things. So if you want to find something a little easier, um, we're not necessarily paying as good of attention to YouTube as we should, but we're trying to get better. So to piggyback on last week where Josh took off like a, a quarter of the podcast, like he gets another huge new release chunk to go through. No, no, no. There's less. <laughs> there's less this week. And there's even one from last week on here too. One. Yeah. There, there's one less. Than last one week. less, <laughs> one one less. less game. But how many uh, how many yes. additional versions of said games? A <laughs> uh, couple. <laughs> um. Okay, hang on. I just closed my tab. That was messed up. All right. So uh, next week for the week of September, it's going to be September fourth, I believe, yeah, Tuesday, is when all this Tuesday stuff comes out. Okay, when most of this stuff comes out, we'll we'll get there. Um, so first up, we have Destiny Two Forsaken Legendary Collection for fifty nine ninety nine. So this includes all of it up till now. Destiny Two, the expansion one, and expansion two, and Forsaken. Forsaken, yeah. yes. If you buy it digitally, you can just start um, playing all the currently released stuff right away. Yep, and that is rated T. It's fifty nine ninety nine. And we have a game called The Long Dark. This is from Skybound Games and uh, Hinterland. And it is $39.99. It is rated T. 
Um, you are surviving the quiet apocalypse in this thoughtful open world exploration survival experience. Interesting. Large open world in, source of, in search of resources. Uh, then we have a game that came out, I believe this is out digitally, and now it's getting a physical version. Uh, this is Operation Warcade. Uh, this is twenty nine ninety nine, and it is rated T. Uh, this is this is an interesting idea. So it's like a. Isn't this the one? Am I confusing this with a different one? I, I don't know. I don't even recognize this. Name. Okay, now uh, my recollection of this, because I think I did a post on it. If somebody could look it up really quick while I'm talking about this. Um, my recollection of this is that it was, it's like an arcade shooter. So, but the idea is like you actually walk into the arcade, you're standing in an arcade in front of an arcade machine playing an arcade shooter in VR. Like a light gun shooter um, arcade? Yeah. But at certain points of it, you actually get pulled into the machine. So it blurs the line there where you're standing outside the machine with the gun and you're shooting and everything. And then all of a sudden you get pulled into the machine for like vehicle sections and things like that. You did do a post about this. Yeah. PlayStation VR okay. title Operation Warcade gets physical in September. Yeah, that's the one. So this is the one. Um, it's just the I'm looking at the Amazon description and it does not describe any of that at all. <laughs> so I thought I was going crazy there. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a neat idea. We might be getting a review copy of this. I'm not sure. We had talked about it back when they sent the news and asked, um, asked us about it, but I don't know where that stands at this point. So. Yeah, it looks like there's over we'll 100 see. missions across 36 levels. It supports both move and the aim controller. Nice. Okay. Uh, then we have a game next up called Slime Rancher which is also from Skybound. Um, and this is twenty nine ninety nine rated E10+. I think this is digital as well, because somebody on our Warface stream was telling me about this, that they got this for their kids, and the kids love it, and it's kind of a Pokemon-type game, sort of-ish, but it's all these uh, little... <sighs> characters <laughs> slimy characters um seems like it's a lot of fun for families young kids and things like that uh then we have what's next shadows awakening uh this is 49.99 this is rated t uh this is a 40 plus hour game where you're switching between the shadow realm and the mortal plane it's real-time tactical combat with a party system and a ton of different characters to choose from. So if that's your thing, that's the game you want to look at. Uh, then Blade Strangers, which I talked about last week. Apparently it got pushed back a week. These things happen. Once again, that one was $39.99, and it's rated... What is it? Rated T? Um... And it's that uh, anime-style fighting game. Uh, then we have 428 Shibuya Scramble, $49.99, and this is rated T. This freaked me out when I saw it because this was released on the PS3 
like nine years ago, 2009. Yeah, nine years ago, 2009. And... I spotted it somewhere on Play Asia or something like that and thought, ooh, this would be neat, but it was all in Japanese. So it just sat there like on a wish list and I never bought it. Um, but now it's come to the PS4 <laughs> and I guess it's been localized, which is kind of crazy. So it's it's one of those visual novel style games and it's you've got five different people and... There's like a murder mystery, and depending on the choices you make with each of the people, all the stories intersect, but there's like 85 different endings, or 85 or 90 different endings on this thing, depending on the choices you make throughout the whole thing. So it always looked really interesting to me. I'm glad it's actually coming to the PS4. I was really surprised when I saw that. Uh, Then next up, we have Zone of the Enders, the second runner, Mars with an upside down a it's really cute it's actually upside down a on amazon and everything they sent out the the font or something like that (laughs) uh this one is 29.99 and it's rated t this has an optional vr mode included and i actually played this in vr at the konami booth uh at e3 and it was really good in vr it was actually a lot of fun um, but they basically updated it to 4K resolution, remastered visual effects, uh, all the bells and whistles, make it all fancy. Uh, then next up, we have Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age Edition of Light. Vying for the longest name of the year <laughs> at this point. Uh, so this one is $59.99. It's rated T... It's a Dragon Quest game. If you're into those, you already know what it is. If not, go look it up. I got no time this week. Uh, Next up is Astro Gaming A40 TRX Edition Headset. This is coming out on September 6th, which is actually Thursday. Uh, This is... It's compatible with Xbox One, PS4, PC, Mac, and the Switch. It's $149.99. just another yeah, it's fancy, the, it's fancy. their ten year anniversary. The A forties are ten years old, so the TRX for ten, um, and it's got a bunch of mo- uh, mods ability to it. I saw this at E three. We talked about it on the podcast. You can change the cups yeah. out and everything. So ear cups. Sorry. Yep. Okay, and then next up we have a game called Immortal Unchained for forty nine ninety nine. Uh, this and everything after this now comes out September 7th, which is Friday. There's a bunch of games coming out on Friday. So Immortal Unchained is a tactical combat with RPG mecha- mechanics, third-person shooting, excitement. Okay, uh, $49.99. Uh, then we have NASCAR Heat 3, also for $49.99. And this is... Uh, E10 Plus, it's NASCAR, it's racing. Um, (laughs) You get a free NASCAR race ticket worth $50 if you buy this game, apparently. Included in there. Interesting. Uh, There's tours, uh, tournaments, online tournaments, eight new tracks, deep career mode, blah, blah, blah. Everything you'd expect. 
Uh, NBA Live 19 is also coming out next Friday, the 7th. It really is, early for an NBA game, I feel like. Well, I think they're fighting with uh, NBA 2K because hold on to your, hold on to your uh, article of various articles of clothing. <laughs> Um, so this this one is the NBA 19 The One Edition with Joel Embiid's signature items included. Uh, it's $59.99. Uh, then uh, NBA 2K19, the 20th Anniversary Edition is coming out on Friday the 7th. The regular edition is coming out the next week on September 11th. Uh, so the 20th anniversary edition, if you want to get that four days early, it's only $99 and 99 cents steal. <laughs> Somebody's stealing there. Yeah. So, uh, this gives you a hundred thousand in virtual currency, my team cards, LeBron themed digital items for your, my player and more. Uh, there are physical items included such as a poster, a sticker sheet and a wristband. People make fun so of the games that I play being too cosmetic. So the, there's your $100 well spent um, okay. if you want to get it four days early. Uh, then on the last ones, rounding out September 7th, Friday, September 7th, we have Marvel's Spider-Man from Insomniac and Sony. That is There is also a collector's edition, which I don't think is available anywhere at this point. That is $149.99. That includes a lot of in-game items and things like that and a bunch of other stuff. I don't know what. You can't buy it anyway at this point, so who cares? Uh, (laughs) And then there's a uh, Spider-Man PS4 Pro Limited Edition, which you also can't probably buy anywhere at this point. Uh, that's three ninety nine ninety nine. It's all fancy red with the spider logo on it, and fancy red uh, controller with white uh, con- white thumbsticks and buttons and everything on it. That you know looks slick and all, um, but if you didn't pre-order it, you're probably not getting it. <laughs> so, and that is all the new releases for the upcoming week. All right. Uh, well, since you just talked about it, so uh, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, Michael, why don't you go ahead and go into the Spider-Man DLC stuff? Sure. So they announced the post-launch plans for Spider-Man. The DLC will start rolling out. Uh, the first pack is October 23rd. It's Marvel Spider-Man The Heist. And then November, you'll have Marvel Spider-Man Turf Wars. And then December, you'll have Marvel Spider-Man's Silver Lining. So these are DLC packs that will add uh, new content, so stories, missions, challenges, and uh, different suit unlocks, uh, suits to unlock. So this is just the the post-launch plans. You can purchase the season pass for them for $24.99, or you can buy them individually for $9.99. The heist, in particular, uh, will feature... Uh, Felicia uh, Felicia Hardy uh, as the Black Cat. So that will be her introduction into the game, I believe. And that, again, is October 23rd. Um, I did see uh, some backlash of from people saying that DLC is too soon, but I, that's how DLC works nowadays. <laughs> so... Yeah. Especially for... I mean, they haven't... Yeah, I mean, I'm confident in saying this. For a game that doesn't have any multiplayer... 
Like, there's no, you know, it's like it gives you, you know, a month and a half to play through the story, you know, for for people to play through, and then there's something new for you to do. So, yeah, and it's actually reasonably priced. You know, it's not like crazy. It's what ten dollars a pack or twenty four ninety nine for all three of them. So. To me, it doesn't seem too egregious to uh, about like their post-launch plans, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what those play out. And like all we know really is the heist. The first one features Black Hat. Who knows what Turf Wars and Silver Lining will bring? Hopefully, it brings uh, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the complete edition next spring for fifty nine ninety nine that has all of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that'll I'm sure that'll exist uh, though, because that's about when I'll be picking it up. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So we can go on to Dave's part. <laughs> All right. So today, August twenty eighth, when we're recording this, Destiny chose Destiny put a whole bunch of like info out. They put a new. All right. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. They put a new launch Continue. a new launch trailer out. Um, they put a new Vidoc out. They put um, a huge patch to hit the game today, like a 36 gig patch. Um, so it's all preparation for uh, Forsaken, which launches September 4th. So if you're listening listening to this now, um, I will have some streams going next week and later on this weekend because Gambit, the new PVE PvP hybrid mode, will be playable on September 1st for 24 hours for anybody that owns Destiny 2. So I wrote about that during E3. Um, it was something I enjoyed playing a lot, and it, if you own Destiny, even if you don't own any of the expansions, you can play. You can play Gambit on September first from one o'clock Eastern or one p.m. Eastern to Sunday, September second at one p.m. Eastern, which is when the game daily resets. So, tons and tons of info. Uh, info weapon slot changes happened uh, on the twenty eighth today, and um, they've done this in the past, where like the week before a major expansion comes out, they put all of the patches in the quality of life changes and how the game is going to function in terms of your day-to-day stuff so you get a little bit more used to that and then when the new content like story content hits the next week you don't really have to like spend all the time trying to figure out what's going on and what changed so um but yeah i'm getting pretty excited uh, for there's a lot of stuff that they're showing in there and they appear to be attempting to tell a great story but we'll see the story got better with destiny 2 but the end game got worse the end game's got is has gotten a little bit better, and we'll see if they can continue to tell a story and have that balance of good single player or story based campaign, and along with keeping people interested for weeks and months after the game comes out. I just wish when you guys would mention Gambit, you'd put parentheses Destiny Two, because every time on Twitter and Facebook I see people talking <laughs> about Gambit, I get really excited thinking it's going to be something Gambit related, and it's <laughs> it's a, it's a mode. Like X Men yes, related. Yeah, I keep thinking it's I was, yeah. okay. I was afraid there was some wrestler named no. Gambit that I didn't know about. No, uh, anytime he I see sent you that okay. YouTube clip on him yet. So. Oh yeah, no, I, I could probably find one. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Every time I see people like, oh, I can't wait to play Gambit this week. I'm like, what? And then I like check, click link, and say, like, oh man, it's not the Cajun card thrower. <laughs> so, uh, next piece of news, Josh. Yeah, 2K and HB Studios, surprise, have partnered up for the Golf Club 2019 featuring PGA Tour. So a couple months ago, which I completely missed, um, the it was announced that HB Studios had gotten hold of the PGA license. 
um, EA pulled all the, uh, apparently pulled all the old PGA games off of that uh, EA Pass and everything mm. that was on Xbox. Yeah, we all missed it. Yeah, I missed, <laughs> I missed all of it. Um, but they had to do all that because HP Studios got the license. Um, the big news here, though, is that 2K has actually partnered with them to help them, you know, put the game together. And I think they're helping them a, a little bit with putting the game together. But they're also going to publish a physical version. Nice. So the game is out as we speak uh, on PSN, and it is available. But there is a physical version coming sometime this fall if you wanted to hold off for that, if you're, you know, that's your thing. We will have a review of this uh, soon. They actually sent me a code just just before we recorded. Um, I got one. Uh, but this is coming to the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And they went all in. And they've got the license. So, you know, you have to go through the Q, Q School and Web.com Tour to earn your PGA Tour card. Uh, then there's a season with 32 tournaments. The FedEx Cup playoffs are there. A bunch of the TPC Boston, TPC Sawgrass, a bunch of all these you know major PGA Tour locations are in there. Uh, and it looks like, at least from the trailer, that you can still do all your custom courses and everything that the golf club has been known for. Yeah, I was going to ask that. So HB is the same studio that made Golf Club and Golf Club 2, correct? Okay. Yeah. Yep. So now, now they just got the PGA Tour license. Hopefully, 2K is yes. helping them with player scans. That'd be I would I would assume. <laughs> that, I'm not too sure. Yeah. I, I'll find out yeah. a little bit more when I start to play it. But you're going to put um, that PGA Tour logo on there. I would assume that you're going to have the players and things like that as well. Yeah, that I believe that is the plan. Um, I there was nothing in the press release, okay. um, but I will find out. You know, as I play it. Um, at least I don't think there was anything in the press release. I don't remember reading that. It'd just be interesting to see how it works because that was the thing that like everybody said the golf club was really, really good. It was just missing the the real life courses and you know things like that. Exactly. So yeah. if they have, you know, the PGA tour approved courses and not the players, like eh. But we'll see. No, I'm sure the I'm I'm sure the players have to be in the well. Actually, the the players would be handled separately, right. and I just don't know how that works because I know like there's a players PGA. association for like MLB and stuff like that, you know. But yeah, I don't know if there's a golfers association, and I'm not saying that like is a bad thing. It's just using that as a reference. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure. I'll, I'll find out when I start to play. I mean, uh, the big deal is that you know there's a career mode that allows you to rise through the ranks. Um, you'll compete on authentic tour courses. It doesn't say against right. actual players. Yeah. Um, CAA Sports Licensing on behalf of PGA Tour helped broker the relationship with HB Studios. Um, I'm scanning this as quick as I can. I don't see anything about actual PGA players, but I'll find out when I start playing. Uh, I'm going to download it right after we finish. Um, so, I mean, exciting news. I was complaining a few months ago and it was probably after this had been announced like to ea's not doing another pga game this is bullshit what's going on here what the, what are they doing <laughs> i think we had a question a couple weeks ago too about like where's the you know is tiger woods ever going to be revitalized a game tiger woods golf or whatever so yeah well apparently not <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's cool. I mean, so now 2K, their their sports stuff is now, what is it, NBA, golf, and WWE? Yeah. And UFC, right? No. No. UFC is EA. EA has you. EA, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think those are the only three they do at this point. They bailed on baseball a while ago. They bailed on hockey before that. Tennis, they bailed on. Yeah. Which sucks because their hockey game was really getting good. It was very simulation based. It was very realistic in terms of hockey. And EA was very arcadey at the time. So I loved the 2K version. And then they dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but EA has gotten a lot better with their hockey. So that's okay. But all right. Moving All right. on. Only because you guys made fun of me about the my Destiny banter. We're going to move on to another totally pointless, meaningless game that Michael gets to talk about. Oh, I'm not even going to talk too much about it, but it's <laughs> obviously a more important game than Destiny. Uh, Cyberpunk 27, <laughs> 2077. Uh, they've released a 40-minute walkthrough. Um, it's basically the walkthrough that I saw at E3. So it's finally released to the public. You can find it on our website. It go, it introduces the main characters and it goes through all the mechanics uh, that you heard everyone talk about during E3. So now it's finally available to the public and then you can see for yourself uh, and determine uh, or make your own guess on if this is going to be on uh, current gen consoles or not. Uh, it's, they, it's, it's not. Yeah. It's it's just, it's going to slide into the next gen. It's going to uh, last Guardian its way onto the next gen. Uh, but if you well, if you have uh, forty eight minutes to to spare, I highly recommend watching it because it it looks impressive. I, I it was definitely uh, my game of the show coming out of E three, and now everyone can see what everyone was raving about because I don't think I saw one person at E3 that wasn't talking about cyberpunk. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was but, definitely it was definitely still the show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find that over I mean, on our website. You say it's going to slide to the next one, but you never know. I mean, in terms maybe in terms of raw power that it needs, who knows, but I mean to be fair, God of War 2 released a year after the PS3 did. And le- released on the PS2. Yeah, yeah, I, but I don't think that you would, know? if that if that scenario happened, I don't think that would it would release on both. No, but, I don't think yeah. so. I mean, it's the catch twenty two though. Like I've I've talked about, but, it with the you know, Grand Theft Auto Five did right. that. Grand Theft Auto Five came out late in the PS3, and then the PS4 came out, and they were like, well, you know what? Let's just uh, bump it up and do it again, and. They're, they're kind of in that, that catch twenty two though. Like, does does CD Projekt Red release it on the the platforms that have you know hundred million consoles out there, or do they release mm-hmm. it on the new ones that might only <laughs> do have both. ten million out there in the first six months? You know, if that you know, like so. If, you do both. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you but, do. You release it now and then start working on the updated version. Uh, to come out in two years. But CD Projekt Red follows their own rules, so who exactly. knows what they'll they want do. to do. Like, they do what yeah. they want when they want. Yeah, everybody so. was like, when they were teasing it the other day, everybody's like, oh, we're going to get a release date. I'm like, no, you're not. Nope. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think when they did this for The Witcher, it was still like two to three years after they did yeah. their big E3 reveal behind closed doors. It was still like three years 
Yeah, to, I mean, if you look at their out. plan, it's like, oh, trailer, like what it was. So we're in 2018. So like 26. I mean, this game was announced in 2012, but like 2016, you saw a little bit about it. 2017, you saw a trailer. 2018's behind closed doors. If I had to guess, 2019 will be playable. It'll and be on then, the show floor, yeah. Yeah, and then 2020 it'll release, and that's right near the possible beginning of next gen. So, does CD Projekt Red have anything on the floor? I've never uh, seen them. They, when they were for Witcher, they were in the Warner Brothers booth, I believe. That's where I saw The Witcher okay. last. They took one of the theaters for that. I don't, I don't think Warner Brothers published Witcher. They might have, but yeah, they were on the floor for the witcher but even then it was just like an open theater that anyone could like go to yeah they, they had yeah. like a corner of the booth where they just had like this presentation going you know yeah that anyone could just wait in line uh <laughs> to get into so i can see them doing that next year of just like hey here's here's this uh a, a pre-recorded video or here's you know someone playing it and stand in line to to watch it yeah uh, and then it come out in like 2020 2021 but it, it, I don't know if you guys have had the chance to see it. It just came out yesterday, and forty-eight minutes is a long time. But I do recommend checking it no. out. I haven't. Yeah, I have yeah. not. <laughs> All right. So, um, this I, I have an interview scheduled this week for Guacamole Two. I mean, I had some issues last week with some stuff that was going on personally, and then we had a hard time scheduling it. So I do have an interview scheduled this week with Gary from Drinkbox Studio, who's one of the lead designers on Guacamole Two. So if that interview goes through and we don't have any problems or anything with it, you're going to hear that interview now. Alrighty, well we are here with Gary Corovo, uh, lead designer on Guacamole Two. So how are you doing tonight, Gary? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Uh, so I've had your, been privileged of having your game for a couple of weeks now, and we obviously went through a couple loops to try to schedule this interview, but um, I've got to tell you, man, I loved it. So um, tell me what exactly your impact on Guacamelee 2 was. Uh, well, I, that's a hard question to answer, and, and I've had that question ans- uh, uh, asked uh, on other games in the past with this particular team. Uh, it's such a collaborative team. We're so small. And everywhere and wears so many different hats. It's it's really kind of hard to say. Like I lead the design team, uh, but everybody designs. I mean, the co-owners are designers as well, and the programmers are designers as well. Everybody contributes to this thing. Extraordinary collaborative effort. So you know, what do I add to the team personally? Is just you know, my part uh, along with everybody else is just being a member of the team. All right. So, but as a designer, like how much, um, I mean, in terms of like the aesthetics of the game, is just amazing. The side scrolling and all the little posters and everything that are throughout the game and throughout the city and just the colors and everything that are in it. Like, talk, can you like talk a little bit about the, the thoughts behind the backgrounds and the, I mean, I guess like, did you design some of the encounters, like some of the puzzles, some of the boss fights? I mean, I know it was everything. Okay. Right. So, yeah. Right. I, I gotcha. I gotcha. So like we, we, there's only one environment artist and other people that pitch in along the way, but sort of one main environment artist that, that does that work. And he sort of established that style, um, in the first, uh, Guacamole game and even carried it over into, to severed another one of our titles. Um, I'm, I'm involved with the art team to the point where I, I go to the scrums, I meet with the team, I give my feedback, my input. Uh, you know, I worked as an art director in the past. Um, but it's not my, my primary focus. My primary focus is on game mechanics, uh, balancing. Um, I designed the upgrade system, uh, the new upgrade system that we have, uh, did all the, the balancing, 
a uh, huge focus on uh, pacing, like level design was, you know, me and a few other guys did all the level design for the project. Um, and, and like I said, pacing is a, is a big thing that we focus on. Like every level that you play in the game, uh, it's it gone through so many iterations. Um, you know, and very, very early on, we, uh, we set up a lot of things in the production pipeline to make sure that we were able to, to iterate quickly, to make changes very quickly, broad changes very quickly because we knew we were going to want that flexibility. It's very, very difficult to design like individual pieces of the game and have a good idea of how it's going to fit into the greater context. You'd only know once you get all those pieces put together actually feels like from beginning to end within the within the proper context. So being able to make those in broad uh, areas is very, very important. Uh, so we made a lot of structural changes to make the, the pace feel uh, the way we wanted to, the way we intended to. So you're the guy that designed the whole, I got to jump and then do my eagle punch and my uppercut and my side thing and then jump on the wall and, you know, all at the same time. <laughs> that, that's not just me. I, I'm not the sole, sole one to blame for that. Uh, and actually, some of the other guys on the team have, have even tighter uh, gameplay than some of the stuff that, that I design uh, that I've actually, had, I've actually had to push in the other direction occasionally. Because when you're designing the game, you're so close to it. Uh, and you're obviously going to be very good at it because you're playing the thing between 8 and 12 hours a day, right? So you're going to be a pretty good player. Um, and it, it's very difficult to, to see you know, how hard some of the stuff that you're creating is going to be for a player that's just picking it up. So I actually kind of pushed in the other direction in a lot of different areas. Um, but let them cut their cut loose a little bit more in the the side challenge stuff. So you'll notice that the, the critical path, uh, just you know, completing the story, completing the game, uh, although challenging, isn't as challenging as some of that uh, side content uh, in the game. But ultimately, a lot of that difficulty is dictated by our playtesters. A lot of the quality is dictated by our playtesters at all uh, as well. Like there's no way we could. Uh, make a, a game of the quality that we, we desire uh, without having playtesters come in on a regular basis. And we start that very, very, very early on. And in the beginning, a lot of it's like qualitative stuff in terms of, you know, what's your impression? Did you understand this? Did they get that mechanic? Are they doing what we expect them to do in certain situations? Are they getting lost? And so on and so forth. Uh, but later on, I also rely very heavily on um, just data where we spit out the logs and we say, okay, well, how many times did they die here? How many times did they die there? Uh, I can pull out and find out how much time they spent in an individual room so I can sort of determine, you know, how long were they, they working at trying to figure this thing out. Uh, and we even have like uh, death maps and, and damage maps where I can pull up uh, a level and see all the little individual red dots of where, where somebody died. Uh, so I'd sort of set the bar of like what do we think is acceptable as far as that goes uh, and there's like a lot of like specific tweaking that goes to specific rooms, and uh, and we just nerf it until it's uh, until it's a smoother experience. Can you see that info now, or is that just from your playtests? Just from our playtests. We're not oh. gathering that data from. No, we're not gathering okay. logs from people or anything like that. Purely from our our, our okay. playtests. Well, you always hear some other games that are still like like always connected, and they can they get crazy data and stuff like that. So I was always oh, I, like curious. Yeah, yeah I, I worked in that in a in a similar environment with a live game uh, some some years ago, uh, and there we're pulling the data live on a, on a regular basis. And you're right, there's just like massive and massive amounts of of data, which was actually a lot of fun because it's kind of a game in itself where you're looking at the data, you're figuring out what you want instead of what you're getting. You're making a design change putting it out in the wild and then seeing if it actually gets the results you're looking for. So it's a feedback loop similar to playing a game, which mm -hmm. I actually feel fun. Um, so this next one is a little bit of a two-parter. So like, why did you guys decide to do a sequel? And then was there concern about doing, you know, quote, more of the same? 
Oh yeah. Um, the, the the why we did a sequel, I think, is uh, there was no debate around it. Um, it was just sort of like, yeah, we're going to be doing this this game next. Everybody wanted to do it. Everybody needed a break from it, so we had that severed in between. Um, everybody wanted to get back to it. We all love the game. I love to play the game. I've got hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. I've spent on the game. Um, it's just fun for me. So that part of it was kind of a no-brainer. It really wasn't much of a discussion. It's obviously a, a good business decision as well um, for the, the studio. Um, in terms of the same, the, the debate was actually around, it's not even a debate, the discussion was around how do we, how do we not repeat ourselves but at the same time, you know, keep the spirit of the original, but make this feel like a fresh game. Um, and initially we did some experimentation. We're like, OK, well, let's what if one did have a new set of moves? You know, what would that look like? What could we do? Prototype some stuff. And, and it wasn't bad. I mean, it was OK, um, but it wasn't it wasn't guacamole. Um, and, and frankly, the first game, it, it wasn't broken. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of the, the combat mechanics, the. Uh, it was uh, intuitive, I think, uh, easy to understand, like the directional stuff's pretty easy to remember. Um, you know, it's, it's really nice that the combat mechanics also uh, uh, work as the platforming mechanics as well. So you're not learning a separate set of moves for one versus the other. It's the same moves that, that you're doing. So there's an elegance to that, I think, as well. So we kind of said, OK, well, you know, the, changing this stuff around doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, you know, we did add some things like the, you know, the eagle hook and some environment mechanics. And there's a few other little little surprises in there. Um, but when we started experimenting with the chicken, we realized that that was a, an area where we had some, uh, some room to do some cool stuff. So we did a few things with that, and it turned out to be a lot of fun. Uh, it really resonated with the team. That's important for us, and we have to like the games that we're making ourselves. And people really were having a lot of fun with the chicken. Yeah, so we just a blast, flashed so. that. <laughs> it's a blast. Glad to hear it. That's great. So yeah, we latched onto that and just develop that and really push that to, to the extent that we thought we could. And I think we got, we got quite a bit of mileage out of it, I think. And I, I, I also enjoy playing as the, as the chicken quite a bit. It's very, very zippy and fun. Um, just a, a, a basic question. And I probably, I probably, it'll probably just be a yes or no or a short answer to it, but is there any chance of this running on Vita? Uh, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay. <laughs> a couple people uh, in our think- community loved it. I personally played a lot of the first guacamole on my Vita. And it was yeah. it was a blast, like just being out out places and playing it on the Vita. But at the same time, like the and I guess it would like kind of loop into my next question though is like what did solely developing for PS4 and PC allow you to do that maybe you couldn't do when you guys were doing PS3 and Vita? Great question. They and they they obviously relate to each other. So we actually we love the Vita and we would love to support the Vita, but the the decision had to be based on well, do we want to push this thing technology wise further? Uh, and and push you know the not push the limits but push further in terms of what the PS4 can do and what works well with our our art style um, or do we want to run the Vita and then use that as the lowest sort of common denominator for the other platforms um, and it seemed pretty clear to us that you know we we wanted to push it further and we had some pretty cool ideas I think with the the art style namely the uh, the normal mapping so like the the um, the levels themselves are much larger. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, the normal mapping, so we really push the lighting side of things. So all the the there's normal maps hand painted on all the environments, so they pick up the level depending on the angle that it's at. Uh, there's the splatter technology. You know, when you're blowing up enemies and they explode, there's the you know the nice pretty grass and so on and so forth. Um, so we really wanted to get that sort of graphical oomph uh, in there. Uh, which meant uh, supporting the Vita, there just wouldn't be enough memory for all those textures. There wouldn't mm-hmm. be enough 
you know, power to, to support all the, the things that we wanted to do. Uh, so we, you know, reluctantly kind of decided that we were not going to support the, the Vita for this game this time around. Um, something that I would like, I'm always curious about is like, is there anything that you guys like really tried to get into the game and then it just couldn't get in? Was there like a new mechanic or a new, a different encounter or something that didn't make it or that just didn't work? That's a great question. Cause there's lots and lots and lots of stuff <laughs> that, that wind up on the cutting room table. But to think of one specifically, because, you know, I don't keep those in my mind, uh, that terribly long. Mm-hmm. Let me see. There's nothing that's really coming to the top of my head. There, there's a lot of like save it for the sequel ideas that come up, but they just get dismissed so quickly, and and it, there's no room to to think about that so much right now. I'd, I'd have to give that some more thought, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, is there? Right, I don't, I don't have a good answer for you. Yeah, is there any? I know you guys did a little bit with the first one where you kind of, especially on the the port to PS4, where you kind of added a little bit more of. I don't even know what to call them, but like the additional dungeons and levels and things like that. Is there like any plans for any kind of future content with maybe other timelines in the Mexiverse at all with Guac 2? <laughs> We're discussing it. Okay. So we'll, we'll see. We haven't announced anything yet, but it's, it's in discussion. Um, and then what about like online co-op? Because like I, I love the, the idea of like the local co-op and even the four players now, but is there any, like, is it, was it too hard for you guys to do online? Like what, I mean, I understand it's a, you know, you guys are a small team, like obviously. That, yeah. And that's actually the, the, the major factor. Like we, we knew, we talked about it certainly. I mean, we would love to do uh, online co-op, um, but uh, we, we recognized that it would have to be you know, perfect uh, for it to support a game like this, uh, and we just don't have the resources to to do that and still you know make the game proper. Um, so it wasn't uh, wasn't an option uh, for us uh, with the style of game that we were we were doing and and with the size of our team. You know, we're you know our core team. We're only like fifteen people. Wow, um, I mean, so. that's crazy, and the game is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, um, what about like your like? I know you talked about some of the balancing. So I know like what about the boss balancing? So I remember in like Guacamelee One, where it was sometimes very infuriating to fight a boss um, to the point of where, I, if I remember right, I think you guys actually had to patch one of them. Um, but that's right. I almost there's there, I wrote it in my review too. Like I almost feel like you maybe. I don't want to like it made it almost kind of made them feel like they were a little bit too easy. Like I didn't have as many. I felt like I had more issues with the levels, the platforming, and the encounters than I did with the boss battles. Like, was that a concern? I, um, it, not too much of a concern. Like our, our criteria around the bosses was wh- whoever was like the, the the lead design on that, whoever was like sort of holding that that piece there, um, had to be able to. Okay, they're doing all the tuning. They had to be able to beat the boss with without uh, without getting hit. Um, as our criteria, so it did, so the bosses <laughs> didn't get too difficult, right? Because um, again, like it's to make things too too difficult, and when they're not too difficult, it's well, this is not as fun as it could be. And it's like, well, it, for you, <laughs> right? Um, so so that's there. Uh, having said that, um, I'm pretty happy with the difficulty of the ball. Like just watching the play test- testers and getting their reaction of what they thought. They're sort of like, you know, what the boss wasn't too hard, but it was actually really fun. Yeah, and I'm I'm totally cool with that. Um, I I do feel that there is one boss in there that could have been tuned up a little bit. That's not probably uh, as difficult as I I would like that particular boss. Uh, but there's only so much time to to iterate and and so forth that uh, it sort of landed where it landed. Uh, but for the most part, I'm 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 pretty happy with that in terms of you know focusing on making sure that there are a lot of fun uh, as a priority over the the challenge side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just tell me to go play hard mode too. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right, um, I, that's that's what I have. It, uh, your game is great. Like I, I gave it a nine point well, five when I reviewed it. Um, it was oh, much appreciated. It was it was a blast, uh, and I'm waiting to hear some feedback from some of our other um, community members and things like that that I know that are playing it. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, and I'm glad we could work out the schedule. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, and thank you to Gary uh, for taking the time to talk to us about Guacamelee 2. And like I said, I reviewed it last week. And if you have not picked that game up, um, you should definitely put that on your list because it's a lot of fun. So, All right. Reviews that hit the site, Mr. Langford. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're all mine. <laughs> uh, Sega Genesis Classics. Uh, finally got a written review. Detached for PlayStation VR and Electronauts for PlayStation VR as well. And I will do a quick-ish, brief-ish rundown of each of them right here and now. And go. So, Sega Genesis Classics. Uh, It's what you think it is. Um, It's a series of... How many games is it? Uh, A lot. (laughs) 40-something? Well, see, now that's the interesting thing. It's actually less than the uh, the oh my gosh, my mind here. Hang on a second. Uh, Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection on the PS3. Um, or is it more? <laughs> I don't remember at this point. Um, I, I between the, these three reviews and I was actually writing the Madden review and realized I'm not going to post that right now uh, with everything going on. Uh, yeah, my mind is a bit of a, a, a mush. Oh, I mean, you um, talked about so, it before. Like, there's there's um, the VR functionality for it, right? Yeah. So, all right. So, briefly, um, the biggest one of the biggest issues with this uh, is that. It's 53 games, okay, on this. Um, but this is missing Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Sonic and Knuckles. What? Which, Those... I mean, they're two, yeah, they're two of the biggest games on the Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> Any Sonic game on the Genesis. Uh, for whatever reason, they're not here. They were both in that Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection on the PS3. No idea why they're yeah, not I'm here. I'm holding my, my copy of the PS3 version of the game in my hand right now because I was like hoping it was a list of how many games they had. But yeah, yeah, that, that's um, so strange that they would not have Sonic Three or Sonic and Knuckles unless they're planning a DLC route, which was kind of sh- like weird. Yeah, it's baffling. Okay, so I, I I wrote it in the conclusion. This has more games overall than the Ultimate Genesis Collection. But it's missing Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles, which makes no sense. Um, so, yeah, 53 games. There's a lot of stuff in there. It's, it's Sega Genesis in its heyday, so there's a lot of side-scrollers. Um, you know, don't expect any sports games. Don't expect anything like that or major third-party games. It's mostly, you know, the easy ones they could get licensing for or the ones they publish themselves. It might be all the ones they publish themselves. Uh, I don't know if there are any others off the top of my head that are not theirs. Um, but it's cool. You know, the VR stuff is really cool. Um, it's fun sitting in that room in VR. Uh, just make sure you sit up a little closer to the TV 
um, just because of the resolution in VR. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's fun. Um, it's cool, but it's not the greatest collection of Genesis games. I mean, there's a ton of games, obviously, that they had to leave off for one reason or another. Uh, but it'll get you your fix if you need it on, on the PS4. So it's uh, 7.5. Nice. Okay, and moving on next to Detached for PlayStation VR. I talked about this briefly before as well. Um, this one, you're free-floating in space like an astronaut uh, with an MMU, a man-maneuvering unit, um, where you can kind of guide yourself. Uh, it has that that sort of built-in anti-sickness device <laughs> where when you're turning your head around in different directions, the entire screen will darken and focus down to a small circle. And the outer edges all the way, the majority of the screen is just black at that point. And your, your focus is on this one tight little spot. Uh, and then as you stop turning your head, it pulls back again. You can see everything. It's, that was really disorienting at first and was making me sick. I think that was making me sick. Um, but after the first couple hours of play, I went back to it a couple times and I played some more and I kind of learned to turn my head less or, you know, not turn my head so fast. And it felt much, much better. I also kind of got used to that thing. Um, doing its little zoom thing like it does uh which yeah you said it kind of like shrunk the like it focused the screen in right yeah yeah it shrinks it well it doesn't shrink any it just it turns the majority of the screen black and then you're left with a little tiny circle in the middle showing you whatever's directly in front of your vision Mm. um so it cuts off everything else basically uh it's cool though um you're something happened you're you're on a mining mission something happened and you have to re-engage all these systems across all these different hubs all these different uh platforms so the way it's built you know you finish one up and you come out the exit and you're basically almost pointed directly at the next one across the asteroid field so it's hard to get lost there um you have to constantly be worried about your oxygen and your fuel and picking those things up. You have a shield, you get rockets and everything. You have a little boost. Uh, it's a puzzle game, essentially. You're moving from place to place and solving these puzzles. And some are less obvious than others and frustrating. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, it's actually a lot of fun. There's even an online component to it. Uh, which is cross-platform because the game is also out on Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, and Windows Mixed Reality. So in theory, you can play against all these people on all these other platforms. Unfortunately, the game's been out about a month. Yeah, just over a month, and I was not able to find anybody online at all for any of it. Well, it may have also been the times I was playing, um, but still, um, the times I was playing, I could not find anybody. Uh, It does kind of suck because the online stuff, there's like a race uh, through these rings 
<laughs> with and there's little boost things so if you get behind somebody you can you can speed up through these boost things you can fire rockets at them to you know short out their suit for a couple seconds while you try to catch up uh, there's also like a capture the flag type contest in there as well and when you get in there and you're waiting for somebody to connect you can just mess around in there yourself and i was running through the course and checking it out and i was like man this would be a lot of fun with somebody else um but nobody was there so uh this i wouldn't really recommend this to anyone who's prone to motion sickness in vr um because it is easy to to get sick i rarely you know i've only had it happen maybe twice in vr and the first time I ran through this, I guess because I was moving my head around a lot and that vision cone was working on me and everything, I I started to feel a little sweaty. And I was like, oh, I might be getting sick here. This is not good. Um, but the next time I played it and after that, I haven't really had a problem with it. So, uh, But I could see you know, anybody with motion sickness would might not do so well. Um, it's cool though. It's a really fun experience and it's a very different kind of experience in VR. It actually makes you feel like you're floating through space, which is all I ever wanted in VR was something like that. So, uh, that one's an eight. Nice. And last, uh, I'll run through quickly, try to run through quickly here. Um, Electronauts. This one is from Servios and they are masters of vr at this point <laughs> they did raw data um what was the other one the running game sprint uh, vector sprint vector yeah they're doing creed um they they just know how to get the most out of vr they're really good at this so electronauts is it's a music game but it's not like any music game you've ever played uh it's a music generation game. So you're actually creating music as you go. And it's simple. It, it doesn't sound like it should be, but it's incredibly simple to make incredibly complex music and make it sound amazing. Uh, you have two move controllers are required and they look like little drumsticks sort of in the world, but you use them to push buttons and everything and move things around and, and do all this kind of stuff. So when you're thrown into it, there's like a, there's a tutorial that can be as short as five minutes, or you can go deeper into it and, and learn more about the game. And honestly, when I jumped in there, I was like, Oh, I'm going to suck at this. I don't understand this. This looks so confusing. There's so much going on here. And as you're going through the tutorial, it starts to feel almost a little overwhelming. You're like, okay, I, I kind of understand that. Now I've got this whole other set of things. Now I've got this whole other set of things. Now there's another whole set of things. Oh my gosh, how am I going to remember all this? Um, but when you get into it, you know, you pick a backing track, uh, just kind of a bed and there's 39 tracks available from the start and they're mostly EDM electronic dance music, um, DJs and some hip hop and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's a lot of EDM and DJs. So, uh, if you're not into that type of music, you've probably never heard of anybody on this list. Uh, I recognized 
a very small handful, like four or five, maybe at the most. Um, but uh, you pick the song, and it's cool because when you pick it, you can you can sort by uh, song name, artist name, or uh, genre. And because of that, you know, I was able to. I was like, well, I like more of an alternative type riff riff. So I'll pick that. And then I got to listen to the music. I'm like, Oh cool. I can work with that. You know? So you jump in and you can pick out different parts of the song. You can pull like the intro to the song. You can pull the, just the chorus, uh, that beat, and you can start looping those and you can drop them in, in different orders and you can mix them up and, uh, you can create all kinds of effects using the the T button and the motion button, uh, um, the move button on the on the motion controllers on the on the move controllers. So it's crazy how easy it is to do things, and because of this um, engine that they're using uh, that they created and off the top of my head I can't it's the music reality engine that's what it is um so they created this music reality engine uh which uses quantization um which essentially what it does is it makes sure that the beats never sound out of sync or never sound bad so you're just dropping in your own stuff and it just syncs it up perfectly every single time so unlike where you're playing rock band or guitar here or something like that and you miss something and it drops out or it you know plays a weird note or it just sounds fucked up for whatever reason this never sounds fucked up it always sounds beautiful <laughs> it's it's crazy it's insane how easy it is to play and how much you can just get dragged into it the first song i stayed in that first song for a half hour just with the music playing and just, you know, mixing things around and dropping vocals in here and there and, you know, throwing, there's like uh, music bombs, music grenades where you grab a grenade and you chuck it into the air. And when it explodes, it drops in like a sound perfectly timed in with the music. It's amazing. There's all these different things you can do. And, you can capture your performance. You have like a selfie stick and you can set this camera up anywhere so that the people who are watching you on the, on the TV screen, they can see what that selfie stick sees. So they can see you in there, your DJ guy who looks like, you know, one of the Daft Punk guys, uh, in there, you know, dancing, however you're dancing and moving around. It's so much fun. It's insane. Um, so this one's a great party game. I think it, it really, it takes five minutes to learn the basics of it and then you can go and you can just go nuts with it. Uh, it looks kind of like Tron when you're inside of it. Uh, so you can mess with the colors and, and mess with the speed, the, the little platform you're on, uh, mess how fast that's going. It's just crazy. It's a lot of fun. If you're into music at all, it's absolutely worth it. Um, this one I gave it nine nice. because it's just, it's just a sick game. It's so easy to do and so much fun. All right. 
and that's it. Uh, so we're going to do what we're playing and watching. Um, I think just as a group, we should talk about Warface, since I think for the most part we all played it together. Warface! So Warface... I can't say it. <laughs> Warface <laughs> is a uh, free-to-play uh, first-person shooter that we were given codes for from Crytek and my.com, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, we were given the $75... Um, early access packs um and we gave a couple away on stream um and we have one that we'll give away on the show today so whoever has fast fingers um and then uh, we'll have another one that we'll probably tie to the forum somehow like similar to how josh did it with moss uh so in the forums um you'll have to comment on the thread uh on this podcast thread when it um when it's posted and if you're listening to it it's posted (laughs) unless you have some special phone um um, for one week from the day it's posted. Yeah. So if we post on a Thursday, you have until the next Thursday. So yes, um, and then I will pull somebody. Yeah, I think you used like random dot com or something like that last yeah. time, right? Random dot yeah, org. Random dot org. So yeah. yep, just post the thread that you're interested in the um, in the Warface code, and we'll be able to send that to you. Uh, you get a lot of stuff, a lot of weapons, a lot of variants of the weapons and things, things like that. Um, it, the game's interesting. Uh, it took a little bit for us to get used to it, or at least for me to get used to it. Um, it did get a little bit better as we kind of progressed through some of the game. Um, the first kind of opening levels, I think they're kind of teach you, teaching you some things and stuff like that. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. I'm not, <laughs> Knifing. I'm not sure if it's, yes, it's going to have, personally have <laughs> longevity for me. But I did enjoy playing as a group. I think playing this game solo could be torturous. Yeah, like when we were playing, uh, going through like the just the basic co-op missions, it wasn't that good. It was pretty mediocre. It wasn't until we did a raid that the game clicked for me and was actually like enjoyable and fun. We had fun the entire time, but most games with other people are fun. Uh, but it wasn't until we did the raid that it was like actually enjoyable and fun. Because like you said, the... The game, I mean, it's still being developed. You know, this is basically early access. Free-to-play basically is this the early access on PS4. Uh, so, like, the gunplay doesn't quite feel great or there yet. Uh, the knife play does. The knife play feels fantastic. <laughs> uh, me and Josh went through, yeah. what, like, two whole levels just knifing people? Just knifing, yeah. yeah. Like, the other four partners we had were just using their guns. And every time I'd, I'd get right up to a guy and I'd start to swing and he'd get shot and killed. Yeah. <laughs> I was so angry every single time. I wasn't that angry, but I was, I, was, I was having fun the whole time, actually. I was laughing and having I fun was staying back and, the entire and, and time we played. And getting near every one of them that they got near. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, the, it's a free-to-play game. It's not going to be Destiny or Call of Duty or you know battlefield it's a free-to-play game so you know when you jump off things gravity is weird you just jump off and you just kind of sometimes get hurt it's not even like floating you're just kind of you're just down on the ground boom you're down there's no it it just feels odd um compared to games of today you know um but the yeah the running around with everybody and 
and just playing as we got into those deeper missions, like the the whole thing with Anubis, where we went through all those different yeah. levels those, and stuff. That was a lot Gatling of fun. guns that the game. Geez. Oh my god, I hated those. <laughs> Sometimes it felt like the game wasn't actually structured for was it six people? Yeah, they would like funnel us into like these yeah. tight areas, and we're just like collision, uh, just pushing each other around. Like at one point, Dave's like, "Man, I hate. I'm trying to snipe, and people keep bumping me." So then I'm like, "Okay." So then I just kept like moving Dave around, like the structure while he was sniping, <laughs> by just running into him. Cause, uh, yeah, because so Michael's a PVE jerk. Yeah, but I was the best player every match, so. Yeah. <laughs> I carried you guys. Well, because you played like a whole 13 minutes before we did, you cheater. <laughs> that 13 minutes. Damn. Yeah. That made a big difference. So, I mean, it's obviously it's geared toward getting your money. Um, <laughs> Dying, you have to spend a quarter. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's one of the things. Like, it, you, earn, you earn credits as you're going through it. And, you know, if you die... I, I think you respawn once or twice, um, but then you've got uh, these coins that you can use, and if you run out of those coins, you have to actually buy them uh, with your with the credits that you've or, earned. You, I mean, you or if you have a medic, or with real money, or if you have a medic on yeah. your team, he can revive you at any time. If you yeah. don't have a medic, then you will have to either wait for the next checkpoint, unless you're too far into the mission. Or have to use a death coin or a revive coin. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's way that's what I was getting around to is that there's ways around it where you don't have to spend that money. You know, if you've got that medic there, the medic can help you. The medic can heal themselves. Um, so that's a good class to be. Uh, <laughs> there's, you know, there's. There, there's ways around that stuff, but it is kind of geared towards getting you to spend that money at some point, um, which is to be expected in a free-to-play game. Um, but for what it was, I, I was having a lot of fun with it. You know, I I enjoyed just messing around in there with you guys, even though you could see where it's it still needs a little work here and there. Um, but I was having fun either way. Yeah, same here. Um, and it's one of those scenes where I didn't even, like, even though we got the uh, the early access pack or whatever, I didn't really engage with that extra content. <laughs> so Yeah, like, neither did I. Like, I was doing well with the base guns, and you unlock them at a steady, like, pace, and can pick individual attachments or items to work towards when you level up next, which I thought was a really clever idea of letting me have a little bit more control of, over what I unlock. As yeah. I play, so like it as a free to play game. I don't know if it's available just yet as an early as just a demo as as a, a game you can download right away. I don't think it is. You, you have to buy it, it is. right now. Oh, it is. I isn't no, it? it's in I early access. So in order to play it right now before it's out, I mean, it might be out like today. Yeah, yeah that's I'm looking right yeah, now. But um, before, like you had to buy this pack to get in. So. Yeah, it's definitely at least worth a download if it is available right now just because it is free to play and it's actually pretty fun there's like six co-op missions two raids and then there's uh pvp uh and then pvp ranked um the pvp uh, isn't that great uh just because the the shooting mechanics just don't feel there and then specifically for the death match i because I, I josh and 
Dave didn't play the PvP. Nope. Uh, but I went into it. I don't really like the map structure for the like three maps that I tried. I don't know how many maps there are total. Those are, I, I just played like I think it was like three maps that I played. Uh, the map structure just isn't great. Uh, so it just it just this game probably's strength is going to be its co-op and it's like two raids which i haven't we i we haven't unlocked the second raid that one you have to be level 10 to access but if it's anywhere near as the first one the anubis one it, that could be worth downloading a game alone to just to do those two with friends and we only played it on like the normal difficulty so we need to go mm-hmm. on uh Oh no, we played it on the easy difficulty, and it was still people were dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the helicopter. Yeah. Oh no, that was <laughs> that another mission. Helicopter. Yeah, the helicopter. <laughs> the helicopter was the mission that made us like realize that, like, oh, this helicopter specifically here, so we have to use our coins, spend money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's a structure yeah. for that. That helicopter. And I, and oh I wish it's something like that. Like when we were playing the game, like we're talking, we're laughing, we're trying to figure things out, like. Um, I think the HUD could be a little bit better in terms of what your actual objective is because there's a couple times where we're like, oh wait, we have to get on the hill on the, the helicopter now. Like it took us, it took me a little mm. bit to understand that mechanic of where like that's kind of what ended the mission, you know, versus it being more objectively saying go here. But yeah, just yeah, so. yeah. It, it was basically the. Uh, oh, go on. I was gonna say the UI itself, um, like the the menus and everything when you get into that area. It's written so small on the screen. It was clearly developed on a PC and somebody sitting directly in front of a PC monitor and not thinking about it on a large TV and how tiny that font is and how hard it is to see half that stuff. Um, That's one area that could be tweaked a little bit among many others, but uh, that was just one thing that was bothering me. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. I it's it's fun. There's the four different classes. Uh it runs you through a basic tutorial on each of them and you get coins for doing that, uh which is good or XP which I forget both. which. You got currency and XP. You get yeah. both? Oh yeah, yeah, you do get both. So and there's boosters you know, and all the, that stuff too, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean it's it's worth a go. Um if you win this uh, code, that's even better because then you get the full, you get like $75 worth of stuff just to start out with. All right. All right. So we're going to give um, away the code now. So uh, the code is 7XJ4D, as in dog, MN7JB, as in boy, FQ. I'm only going to say it once, so you have to rewind if you miss something. Yeah, and if yeah. it doesn't work for you, that means someone's probably already redeemed it. So don't message us saying the yes. code didn't work. Yes, if in the if, if you may, could wait, please what, how, what whoever was? gets the code, if you could tweet it or Facebook us or uh, put it in the forum so that we know that you got it, I would appreciate that. So that we know that somebody. Got Hang on, it, it ended with F Q. You can, you right? can only yes. redeem one gold pack at a time, Mister Linford. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> it's not letting me. It's not letting me redeem it. What the hell? You already own it, sir. <laughs> So right. I'm going to believe you uh, tried to redeem that right now, and we're going to get a How message. did somebody already redeem it yet? This hasn't even gone out yet. I got faster fingers than you do. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right. Also, uh, one thing, 
Yeah. I wish more games would do the lobby the way this game does it, where it just loads you by yourself in a shooting oh, yeah. range yep. or like a gymnasium so you can like practice. <laughs> Except for the vaulting part yeah. where you need a partner and you don't yeah. have a partner. <laughs> no, but it's cool because when you yeah. get into position, you just like do two finger gun. Uh, <laughs> waiting for someone who's not going to be there. It's like, I want some sad music over that every time so, I do it. Maybe if we're in all in the same clan, we can be in the same training room. Oh, that's another disappointment. That was the one disappointing thing. We wanted to start a clan, but you have to buy in to start a clan. <laughs> yeah. And the money we got in the $75 pack didn't wasn't enough to start a clan. Yeah. So... So I mean, we've earned enough at this point that we could, um, but you can none spend of us all have. that money, Josh. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I will. Uh, you know, if we're going to keep playing yeah. it, I, I will. Definitely see, um, I can see it's something that you know, like I again, I don't think that I would ever play it like just like I'd ever like quote unquote like grind it by myself. But I could definitely see no. like trying to like do something like maybe like every other Saturday afternoon or evening, like if we're all free, like we try to get on for you know two or three hours, like get our war face on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun that way, you know? Yeah. I had a good time with it, though. I mean, we got Josh online publicly. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I just so. wish the, the name was in early access. <laughs> Still hung up on that. Yeah. I, it, the name is just so generic, it, it, but whatever. All right, Michael, what else did you play this week? Okay, so for me, it's really simple. It's uh, Warface and Spider-Man. I can't say anything else about spider-man oh and uh, other than i have it and we will have a review next week but i've been playing spider-man uh and then i've been i was gonna review uh yakuza but i just didn't have enough time to get through it so hopefully i don't know next week might be a pack show with uh some destiny stuff no no we're recording before destiny so everybody calm down we're purposely recording <laughs> before destiny partially because i need time to play the game Okay, so I will probably have two <laughs> yeah. reviews next week. Of yes, you will because you got to fill the show because we're going to be recording soon. <laughs> yeah, so I should have at least yeah. two reviews. So I'll next just take week the week off. Well. Yeah. I'll, st- I'll still edit, okay. but I don't need to be there. You guys did fine before, so <laughs> yeah, we'll just give you a three-hour show while yeah. we just talk about uh, Spider-Man yep. comics. <laughs> yeah, so like that's really it, and like watching. Uh, <laughs> I've been drained from work a lot, so when that happens, I just rewatch old shows. So I'm watching The Office for like the twentieth time, which I just finished a rewatch like when I first started podcasting with you guys in like January. Wow! So yeah, uh, it's just but now that I and not even the good version. It's the best version. It's no, the best. It, no. it, it is though. No, it is. No, no. It's the best version. Okay. No. All right, uh, Josh. What you got on your plate, bud? Uh, Warface, nice. uh, Electronauts, Detach, Sega Genesis Classics, <laughs> Madden, um, just a lot of that. Uh, I did just get uh, so, Pez so hang, hang on, 20, because I know that you, you hinted at it on the stream, but um, and I know you're not reviewing it, but you seemed a little hesitant about something about Madden's microtrans. Or no? Am I? Are there microtransactions or how they're like the madam? Have you had a chance to mess with the ultimate team or anything yet? Or I've been messing with the ultimate okay. team. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. There's there's some bullshit going on in there, but there there always has been. Um, so I actually got into the Madden Ultimate Team a lot more this nice. year. Um, 
I thought, well, you know, I have to check it out for the review and everything. So let me go in there. But I got all wrapped up in it for whatever dumb reason. Um, I think it's structured better this year. I, 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 I actually enjoy like the, the fur it, it has all these challenges to go through, but the way it's structured, you know, when you, when it starts you off in the first set of challenges, it treats it like, you know, here's your team and you know, you get all your cards and I always just say, you know, pick the best team and it selects all the best players and everything sets the lineup and everything. And then I go into the challenges, but it treats the challenge, the first set of challenges, like you're playing through a season. So, the way it does it, you're not playing a full game against the computer each time. You play, it says, okay, now it's um, late in the third quarter and you're down by two scores. Just try to drive and get a touchdown. And that's your challenge, is to get a touchdown. Uh, another challenge is to uh, gain a first down just by running. And another challenge is to get 60 yards down the field, you know, 20 yards rushing, 40 yards passing, and you get a bonus if you get a touchdown. It's little things like that. So it's a lot of little challenges you're doing over and over again. Um, The one downside to it is you go through the whole loading and everything. You get in there, you do your challenge, and then you have to get back out and go back to the menu to pick the next one. Mm -hmm. Go back in through all the loading again. Go back, you know, go kind of sucks when the only when the next challenge is kick a field goal <laughs> and it's it's always dead simple you're maybe 30 yards out at the most there's no wind it's going straight through it's you could do it in your sleep mm-hmm. but you have to go through the motions of loading all this stuff up and everything getting in there hiking the ball kicking it and you're done and you have to go all the way back out and everything and back to the menu so that stuff's a bit of pain in the ass, but going through that, you earn crap loads of coins. And those are the coins. You're also every couple of challenges, you're unlocking players and it'll give you, you know, like this challenge was, um, was like the running challenge. Well, here's a bunch of, here's five different gold card running backs. Pick one of them. And you get to, you know, kind of scan through. I'm always picking the one with the highest rating. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why bother any other way? Um, but you can compare that to what you have and everything and do all this other stuff. So it's cool. You're actually unlocking players and your team is getting better as you're playing. You've got all these coins that you can then spend in the store to buy packs and unlock even better players and go through all that. Um, and then there's another part of it where you can take your lower end players like your lower end silver players. And if you have enough of them, you can combine them in this thing and, um, you know, basically trade them in for a slightly higher silver player, random silver player. Um, so there's a lot there that I was just getting all wrapped up in and having fun with. The thing is when you go into the store into the built-in storefront inside the game. Um, You know, you can buy things with coins, which show up as the little coin, or you can buy things with this little green line, which signifies money, like real-world money that you have to pay for. Uh, The special offers section of the store is all money. 
There's no way to buy it with coins at all. Uh, the rest of the store, you can buy it either for the most part. Like there's a bunch of stuff that's money only and a bunch of stuff that's coins only. Um, but where it overlaps is what was making me mental, where it would say, um, you know, you can buy this for 30,000 coins, which is going to take you like six to eight hours to grind out. Or you can spend two dollars. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. I'm not going to spend money on this. I'm not because you're like, oh, it's only two dollars. And then it's only another two dollars and another two. Suddenly you've spent like 80, 90 dollars on this game, which is insane. I'm just I was so annoyed by that, that they they don't even make it comparable. They they make it in such a way that you look at it and you're like, oh, well, fuck, I better just spend the money, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I want my team to be better, and I honestly don't care that much. I'm not playing. A lot of people that do, though. (laughs) I know, but I'm not playing this team in you know the Madden Ultimate Team tournaments online and stuff like that. I'm not getting into that stuff, so I don't care how good my team is. I'm just having fun going through all the scenarios and things like that uh, on my own. Uh, I did play a couple games online. I actually won. And lost, <laughs> um, but uh, it's cool. Um, you know the the connectivity is simple. It's it's great. I didn't have any problem with the games I was playing. You know we were talking back and forth. Everything was all good. Uh, t- the one guy that decimated me uh, was not talking at all the entire time. I don't even know if he had a headset on, but. I'm laughing the whole time, like, oh, there we go again. Nice interception. All right. right." You know, and I'm just, I've got a running commentary on my end that I'm sure he was hearing the whole time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, You know, there's just, there's those maddening things about it that, yeah, but I'll do a review next week. Um, Other than that, I don't know what I've been watching. Uh, I started watching Bond, James Bond, old ones again. I started because I had seen Dr. No a while ago. And for whatever reason, I said, oh, I really want to see. Oh, shit. What was the second one? It ended up being the second one. Uh, The uh, from from Russia with love. And that was the second movie. And I realized that after I, after I was like halfway through it, I'm like, wait, this is just, this is just the second movie. Maybe I should just watch them again in order. (laughs) So I did watch that. And then I watched, um, uh, Goldfinger, which holy shit, you know, I know James Bond. Well, even today, but more so in the past with the treatment of women and just how sexist and, ridiculously over the top bad it is at times but goldfinger it just that's beyond anything i mean he just about rapes a woman in that movie yeah he can be pretty terrible to women and he's really rapey he's really really bad and it's it's a it's a woman who i i think in the book she's a lesbian and in the in the movie they kind of hint at that where uh, and of course it's pussy galore, um, which, you know, 
Are you even trying at that point? That was sadly um, clever back then. <laughs> um, he says, something, you know, he's trying to put the charms on her and everything while they're in this plane. And she's like, your charms won't work on me. And she walks away and, you know, they're playing her off. They never actually say it, but they're kind of hinting at it in the movie. And then there's that scene later on in it where they walk into a barn and he tries to make a move and she flips him and then he knocks her down and he flips her. She flips him. They're, they're flipping each other back and forth. And then he jumps into the hay with her and basically attacks her. She's fighting him off and he's pushing his face down onto hers to start making out with her. And she's fighting him, fighting him, pushing him, you know, trying to hit him and everything. And then the moment their lips touch, oh, it's all done. She's in love. And I'm like, come on, this is absurd. This is just, it was uncomfortable to watch. It's, It's insane. Um, it's always weird with some older, when you watch some older movies and like, current day and you just see how many awkward things there were in the movies and you're just like jeez yeah so this is uncomfortable yeah. as hell because there's been a, a few movies that i've watched from like the 60s 70s and uh the 80s where you're just like damn what the fuck this was okay yeah and then james bond especially Did, i mean the way roger or not roger more the way sean connery treated women and the way he treated women in real life I mean, geez. Did you hear the rumors Edgar Wright might be up for the next James Bond movie? Uh, I thought it wasn't. Oh, no. Who was it? It was Danny. Somebody else was doing it Danny and they Boyle? dumped him. Danny yeah. Boyle and they dumped so him. So now Edgar Wright is um, in discussions to take over Bond. And that just sounds kind of great. It sounds great, but they're probably going to run into the same thing because the people that run James, they, it, it's almost like Star Wars or Marvel. They want it their way. Yeah. You know, they want that director and they want that name and they, they want to hear your ideas, but ultimately they want it their way. So directors like that. Yeah, he might. I mean, directors like that run into that problem where, you know, they have a strong vision for it and they're going to come butting up against the studio, the the producers who are saying, no, no, that's nice, but that's not the James Bond way. So and, when he, uh, we don't want that. When he uh, says Nick Frost, is James Bond. You think they'll just be like, no, <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> well, Idris Elba has said publicly that he is not going to be the next james bond which i don't know if he's just saying that i think they all say that when they're asked no matter what even if they are it's like are you the next doctor who no what are they gonna say yes (laughs) um but i I would love idris elba to be the next james bond but he's he's i think he's a bit old for the part at this point also i don't think he wants to deal with the bullshit because every time his name's brought up it's just the internet just gets all assholey yeah. and racist yeah. towards it's like okay maybe Which, he just doesn't at, at this point in his career maybe he just doesn't want to have to deal with that extra bullshit and that's been a problem for every asian or person of color or anybody in a star wars movie or uh or, or any kind of genre movie they get shit on all over the internet it's unbelievable well, even like Ruby Rose. I'm sorry, we're going down this crazy rabbit hole yeah. really quick. Oh yeah, Ruby Rose with one Ruby is Rose. ridiculous. Like it's, that's beyond belief because Ruby Rose is playing Batwoman, and 
that character is gay in the comics. Yeah. Ruby Rose is a lesbian in real life. She she came out at 12. Yeah. <laughs> and people are all over her saying a, a a lesbian woman should play this part, not Ruby Rose. Yeah. Like what what <laughs> what is going yeah. on here? And, and then also you have the people that don't want to say stuff outright and they'll just be like, "Well, she doesn't uh look like Batgirl." And it's just like uh, <laughs> First off, Batgirl's had many iterations. Uh, second of all, uh, wigs are uh, a possibility. <laughs> like, I don't know why people get so well, upset. Like, Ruby Rose, didn't she, like, have to get rid of her Twitter because she was getting so much shit? Like, she had yeah. to, like, leave social media because she was getting so much fucking horrible, horrible stuff from nerds to where she's like, you know what? I'm going to still do this because I want to do this, but I'm going to just kill my social media accounts until this is over. And guess what? She's probably going to do really well. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm surprised the CW even got her for that. Because this is for the CW's universe, right? Yeah. And it's it's Batwoman. She's not Batgirl. Oh, okay. They're two different characters. Yeah, but like, that's a pretty good catch for the CW. It's a very good catch you know? for them. Yeah. And I, I was like, fuck yeah, I want to see her on that. She's awesome. I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Who knows? I mean, the internet, just people on the internet are assholes. But Edgar Wright should get Nick Frost to be James Bond. (laughs) I I, want to see that. Uh, He's very charming. uh, He could be James Bond. That would be funny, but that's not what we're... That's not going to happen, but it'd be great. Daniel Craig has been fantastic, and... One more Daniel Craig is great. I'd love to see him do more, but he's getting old and he just doesn't want to do it. And that's fine if he just does one more. And the way they've been building it, if this one is the On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is like if you follow the original James Bond movies and then you follow these, it's sort of in that mold where you're getting to the next one is the on her majesty's secret service. And if they did that with Daniel Craig and ended it with spoilers, uh, the girl's death, um, you know, like he, what's her name? The, the one who's in death stranding, um, uh, Leia Sadu, uh, she was inspector. So they're still together in the next one. They get married. He leaves, you know, double O life behind he's done with it and boom she's killed and that would be just a fantastic send off for him but who knows if they're actually going to do that I don't know so alright that's that was our stretch out the podcast a little more ramblings it's a good conversation (laughs) one that I don't really know a lot about but still interesting to listen to um, so Great. for me, I played a little bit more Guacamelee too, just trying to finish some stuff off. Um, just having just having fun with it. It's kind of one of those ones where there's other little things that I want to get and go through. Um, played a little bit, just a little bit more Destiny two, just trying to check off a couple more boxes, getting ready for for next week. Um, like I said, I will be streaming next. Uh, by the time this podcast is out, like if you listen to it in the first couple of days, September first, I'll be streaming a lot of Gambit. So it'll be the first time that I'll get to show you guys it. If it's something you're on the fence about picking up, there's a lot of stuff coming in that game. Um, and then played a little, just a very, very little bit of Mega Man. Um, and then on the sale, uh, the PSN Blockbuster sale, I picked up Lost Legacy for like eleven bucks. 
So Uncharted Lost Legacy. So I need to wow. um, wait for my wife and I to be home at the same time <laughs> so I can play that game. Because <laughs> uh, the you know Naughty Dog's games are so obviously story-driven. She treats them as movie yeah. experiences for herself. Um, she yep. can't play them. She's not coordinated or talented enough. Uh, we'll see if that makes it in the show or not, if she edits out or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's been helping me with some of the editing. So, uh, we'll see if she deletes that. But no, she she likes those. She's going to hear that part and go, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the story that I always tell people about with Uncharted and, and uh, or with Naughty Dog Games is that I was playing Last of Us when it was on PS3. And it was, I was playing and she was really into it and she was watching and it was like midnight or one o'clock. I was off work the next day, so I was staying up. And um, I think if I remember right on the PS3, when you saved it, it said like 75% complete or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And so I went to save it and she's, uh, it was like 1230 or one o'clock and she's, you know, she's watching, we're talking and I go to save it and she goes, what are you doing? I'm like, "Ah, I'm tired. I think I'm going to go to bed. And she's like, no, no, you're not. She's like, it's 80%. Like you're going to finish this tonight. And I go. Oh my gosh. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, I want to know what happens. And I'm like, I go, she's like, it's only 80%. It can't be that much longer. She, I stayed up till like seven. Six seven hours later. Yeah. Morning. Like, we stayed up the whole night <laughs> finishing. We finished the game, like, you know. But it was getting to the point where, like, I still remember, like, my eyes were hurting. And, she, and this was years ago. I don't even remember when Last of Us came out on PS3, like, seven, eight years ago. Oh, it was. At yeah, least. so I mean, I was I was I'll under thirty. So she's like, "You're young. You can stay up all night and play." And you know, now I stay up a little later, just depending on how I'm programmed, stuff like that. But she, we we played that game until the sun came up the next morning. So I can't really play any Naughty Dog games without um, without her. Uh, it's part of the reason why it's not a Naughty Dog game, but part of the reason why Horizon kept getting pushed away is because that's one that she wanted to watch as well. And then we just had we weren't matching our schedules up. I think she's kind of given up on that. So hopefully I can go back to Horizon and stuff like that. But um, it was 2013. It was only five years oh, ago. Okay. So I was 30. That's so, surprising. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, like I'm really looking forward to playing Lost Legacy. I couldn't pass it up. I bought my son FIFA. I know I know FIFA 19 comes out like in a month. So please, internets don't kill me. I bought him FIFA 18 for like. Oh well, it's, fifteen. Bucks. Yeah, it's on yeah, sale it like now. Fifteen bucks. That's when you do it. Yeah. So Fuck yeah. <laughs> he's, you know, he's got his PlayStation down in his dorm room. Um, so he's been, you know, trying to connect with everybody in there, and it's it's pretty easy to connect with video games sometimes, especially you know, with as popular soccer is with kids his age. So, um, watched. I uh, didn't really watch a ton of stuff. Um, that we did like a been watching some stuff with with Owen and things like that. Um, nothing that really jumps out at me for that. So. I know I'm I'm boring. I'm still trying to get on a regular schedule like in like an internal get my internal clock back to being on days the whole time like just you know there's been times I'm still sleeping until like 10 in the morning like inadvertently. <laughs> so um but there's a lot of stuff coming up for us like September looks just loaded like michael's already started with like spider-man and destiny and then well it's some of you know then there's other things that are coming out right after that there's just so much stuff in the pipeline it's just crazy so yeah all right um one of those is red dead (laughs) look at that segue yeah look at that nice so uh, these are our Twitter questions using the hashtag AskPSNation, and we also pull them on Facebook. Our first question comes from Justin on Facebook. Thoughts on Red Dead Online? Do you think Rockstar will hold it back two weeks after launch like they did with GTA Online? 
first of all, I want to give Justin a compliment for self-control. There's no wrestling question in there. Good job, buddy. <laughs> uh, but this is from the same week someone asked a wrestling question. Shut so up. I saw that and <laughs> it was like, oh, I don't need to ask him. Um, I think they will. Um, I think that they're, they, it worked pretty well for them with GTA. It gives people a time to focus on the campaign and things like that versus the you know like you always see like with call of duty and stuff like that people like want to jump right into multiplayer and the campaign gets so well forgotten to the point of where they don't even put it in a game anymore um i don't know i feel like they would have announced that by now i'd have uh, to go back and look at stories and G- see if we knew gta was yeah we did I, we did know months ahead of time that the online was going to be there day one uh they they announced that pretty early that it was going to be like uh, a couple weeks or a month uh, after the game released, so I, I think we would have heard by now of Red Dead because Red Dead's October, so we're, we're this month's almost oh. over. We're, is it October? I thought up. it was November for some reason. No, it's I believe it is October. So we would have heard by now that the online is going to be held back. I, uh, but it's Rockstar. Yeah, they play their own. They're rules. on their own schedule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's October twenty sixth. The game comes out. Oh, okay. So I feel like we would have heard about that by now. I like I'm excited for the multiplayer, but that's not what I'm interested in. I mean, it's it, the first game was a fun clubhouse, so I kind of hope it still has that clubhouse vibe of just like <laughs> jumping in a, a lobby with your friends and just doing whatever. Uh, the first game was great for the Great Horse Massacre of 1858. Uh, everyone <laughs> during Extra <yeah>. Life, <laughs> or just uh, trying to stay on those roofs protecting josh so he can get a trophy <laughs> and then i walk right off of yeah. it. <laughs> that I, I believe he never he ladder. never got <laughs> nope oh my gosh i never did get that trophy it's unbelievable yeah all you had to do is go down the ladder and right off into the sunset and you fell and yeah and then everybody else was like you're how the fuck did you do and then they tried it and realized that's just kind of what happens <laughs> yeah there's like a very <laughs> specific you, angle you have to get to go down the ladder yep and if you miss it you're just gonna walk right off the ladder and die. Oh man! <laughs> oh, that was fun. So, so I'm hoping it still has that clubhouse aspect to it, and it's not too structured. Uh, but I'm the online is so second uh, secondary to the single player campaign that that's why I'm taking like the weekend off for Red Dead is for the story, and the online is just a, a fun extra thing. Hopefully, fun extra thing that I'll play. And I'm sorry, the the Great Horse Massacre was 1865, not 1858. Oh, I was going to wait for Andy to correct you. (laughs) It's okay, I had to correct Andy last week. That was so much fun. For that banner, I I actually took a screenshot of... Because we'd all gather together to plan on what we were going to do. So everybody's sitting there on on the horses, and we'd throw dynamite right into the middle of it and all the horses would die everybody would die <laughs> it was just all over the place over and over again i was my stomach hurt i was laughing so hard because this was also like three in the morning in the middle of extra life but oh my I had gosh a really it was so nice much horse fun too <laughs> had yeah i had a donkey that one year and i couldn't keep up with you guys the donkey wouldn't <laughs> yeah the donkey. donkey was such a pain in the ass <laughs> He got the donkey would get super tired super quick. So it's just like, all right, yep. guys, I'm just I'm not gonna go. <laughs> I think you just kill uh, someone you're playing with and take their horse. <laughs> oh, fun! All right, um, question from Johonius uh, using again hashtag AskPSNation. Do you guys know that the video? Did you, 
yeah, I was reading this a couple times. Did you guys know that video game esports is being played out in Asian games right now? Uh, this is insane. Um, as video game connoisseurs, I don't know who you're talking about. Maybe Josh, but me. Uh, <laughs> do you think esports is finally getting the recognition it deserves, or is it just plain stupid? Okay, so the Asian games, um, for people who don't know, because I thought I had heard of it, but I wasn't sure, but I looked it up anyway, because we, we looked at this before the podcast, we're like, is he talking, what's he talking okay, about? Okay, so there's actually a thing <laughs> called Asian games? Yeah. Okay, yes, because I was the, the it Asian games. Out. <laughs> no. no, 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 it's being played as, as an event okay. in the Asian games okay. right now this year, so... The Asian games have been around since 1951, um, and it's basically a bunch of the countries in Asia get together, and it's it's similar to the Olympics in a way, um, but you know it's the Asian games. Uh, so this year they are including video games, um, which obviously is a big deal. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's it was bound to happen eventually somewhere. I know the Olympics is very stuffy, but the Olympics themselves have, they pull in all kinds of crazy events every now and then just to try them out for a year or two. And they then, said they're looking at it. The, the yeah. Olympic board, they said they are looking into adding esports. Well, the, the, yeah. The I mean, one. it's a, com- well, term- it's a competitive sport with a massive audience worldwide. And especially in Asia, if you look at it, this stuff has been going on in South Korea. Thousands. For, for yeah, for a long time they they have full a uh, full twenty thirty forty thousand seat arenas filled with people watching people play Starcraft. Yeah. They've been doing it that long, so it was bound to happen. And for it to happen at the Asian Games just seems only fitting, yeah. um, just because of what it's like over there. Universities uh, are offering scholarships to high tier video game players to for them to play for their school. So you will start seeing stuff like you might see like Fortnite competitions where it's like University of Missouri versus Florida, you know. Yeah, I mean we're we're headed in that direction, you know. It's it's a slow grind, but the it's it's getting recognized as a legitimate uh competition. Yeah, the, I mean the that's NBA what it is. It's a competition. Yeah, it was it was just yeah. covered on Sports Center the other day. Like the eighth seed Knicks came back and they won. They went through the whole playoffs and they won the 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 esports NBA championship. You know, it's closest the Knicks are going to get to a title. But you know. yeah, um, so, so it's yeah. yeah. I I think it's fine. I think it's normal, and I think you're just going to see it more and more as as all these things go on. Unless the Olympics changes kind of like their their, their foundation of their rules, I know they're looking at it, but I don't know if they're ever going to if if it will happen without them doing a fundamental change to their rules because it's supposed to be the their their old school rule is something like the the athlete has to do like eighty percent of the work. Mm. similar like that's why like nascar has not been an olympic event that's why they they were having a hard time with golf for a while because it was like debatable on what's doing the work is the club doing the work or is the athlete oh that's absurd (laughs) well because of the technology of clubs you know like yeah but if the athlete's arms aren't moving the club isn't doing dick yeah but at the same time (laughs) i mean come on proven that you can give a you can give a golf club to tiger woods and he can hit it as far as as humanly hard as he can it goes 200 yards you can give him a different one it goes 400 yards yeah but you can do that with me too right so it's who's doing the work though 
the person yeah. is the person is because the golf club yeah. d- didn't actually do anything yeah. unless somebody yeah. swung. No, I'm, I'm just saying. But, but uh, uh, golf is an Olympic sport now, I know. so obviously. The- but well, but they're they've been talking about getting rid of that one for a while. But if you remember, like with uh, to be fair, any sport the U.S. seems to dominate, they want to get rid of. <laughs> Yep. Snowboarding was a huge controversial yeah. thing. All these people were complaining about, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. This is this is not a real sport. And it became so popular. It's like the Olympic sport now. That it's it's yeah, it's one of the most highly featured events in the Winter Olympics now because it's ridiculously popular. If they uh, at some point somewhere down the line decide to bring video games in, they're gonna see that same yeah. thing happen. Oh, absolutely. Where because the the kids that are growing up now, this is all they've ever known, you know, and they expect that it's the older people. They have to die off (laughs) for this to for this to move on. That's I mean, that's how it always is with everything. You know, the older generation has to die off so that the younger generation can get what they want in there, what they're used to seeing, what they grew up with, what they expect. It'll all come around eventually. It's, it's, you know? it's definitely but, cool, though. Like, if you ever get a chance to, like, ESPN's been covering it a little bit more. You see it more on, like, on ESPN2 or ESPN News. But if you ever get a chance to, even if you don't understand the game, to watch, like, a like a league tournament or a WoW tournament, it's crazy. Like, how energetic those people get and things like that with their teams. Even, like, the Call of Duty championships and things like that. You know, like, it's it, it can be entertaining. And then the... The commentators do a pretty good job of understanding their audience as well, so they they don't just like talk right over your head. So, yeah, the commentary yeah. And presentation has been key to <coughs> esports growing the last couple of years. Yeah. We're shoutcasting. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate some of the terms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing that uh, esports will probably have to get better at for mainstream thing is just getting rid of gamer tags. Yeah, uh, and. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Uh, just because it's just weird saying, you know, is someone on ESPN say like, "Oh, cool boy, sixty nine, just combo," <laughs> just like, ugh. But I'm pretty sure, like for yeah. Evo and stuff like that, they restrict what your gamer tag could be, even be. Yeah, but for the most it, part, those are pretty like controlled that. environments, anyways. They don't even let yeah. you use your own profiles. So. Yeah. At the same time, though, that goes back to what I was saying. This is what kids are growing up with now. And this is what they expect. So when they get into power and they're running this stuff, it's going to be Cool Boy sixty nine all the I, way. Uh, you know what? You know? I, I I understand where you're coming from, Josh. But at the same time, like I was in a you know essentially in a chat room when I was like twelve years old with some it's like funky like screen name that I had used. But now like my chat room is Facebook and it's my name. Yeah, but I'm talking. They're growing up watching, mm-hmm. and they're growing up watching people online play right now, and people aren't using their name. Yeah. John Smith is yeah. playing uh, Destiny. You know, it's Cool Boy sixty eight. Right, or there'll be more. On who who with is their the name. son of Cool Boy sixty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nine? All right, um, that was from Johannes. If I didn't say that, by the way, who lives in Korea? So. Um, Justin Smith um, rank the most essential systems right now: PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. Uh, Let's put this PC. in for fun. Yeah, PC. Uh, PC. <laughs> PC. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. They're all PCs. <laughs> no, it's, it doesn't matter. Right. They're they're all fantastic. It, you know, honestly, I've had dads at at the kindergarten lines waiting. I've had dads ask me, you know, which one should I get? And I'm like, well, it depends on what you yeah. want. 
Yeah. It that's that's all. It depends on what you want. If it's mainly for the kids, probably a switch. You don't want them hogging your TV. A switch. You know, if <laughs> if if you're into the exclusive stuff that's on Sony, obviously a PlayStation. If you don't really care either way about the exclusive stuff and you're just into the big name Call of Duties and and all that other stuff, maybe an Xbox. It depends on what you Did want. Did you see what you uh, know, the Microsoft Store is offering now, like in the last week? Yeah. With the, I think that's a good you're idea. You're essentially paying like 25 to idea. $35 a month and you get an Xbox One S or an Xbox One X. Uh, two two mm-hmm. years of Game Pass and two years of Live. It's like... And then when yep. you're done, it's like That's a off. great idea. That's fantastic for people who don't have a credit card or just can't afford to buy it outright. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to, to bring people in. It's very smart. Yeah. I'll be yeah. curious to how much game that, that Game Pass has uh, impact on stuff in the future. They're pushing it big yeah. time. Every time I turn on my Xbox, it's all Game Pass, Game it's Pass, Game really Pass. And I've gotten all these codes program. for it. And it is for the consumer, cool, but, but I just I, worry yes. about the longevity-ness of it. Like, I, I was hoping... But it's almost like... Oh, go on. I was going to say, it's almost like PlayStation Now, in a way. I mean, it's better. Yeah. I mean, it's every yeah. game, just about. But but the idea is very similar to PlayStation Now, where, you know, if you have all... I mean, Microsoft doesn't care because they're getting the money, but for the consumer, if you have all that at your fingertips, how much of it are you actually going to yeah. play? Like, it becomes almost paralyzing with, well, I could do anything. Well, fuck, what do I want to do, you know? And it's going to come down to, like, one or two games that you end up playing all the time, mostly. And, and if you're paying um, 10 bucks a month to play a certain game all the time, like, and that's worth it to you, like, totally fine. You know, yeah. but my concern but in, is they would turn into like the Netflix. You just buy the game. Well, yeah, but which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's like, also it's also eighty cool. percent garbage, twenty percent fantastic. Uh, I don't know. I to, to outright say like eighty percent garbage for Netflix is kind of high, just because it's just like there's a lot of good stuff. It just might not be stuff you're interested in. No, I know, but that would be the same thing for Game Pass, though. Yeah, but I uh, but in in comparing services of like PS Now versus Game Pass, Game Pass is better, like mm-hmm. without a doubt, or at least in my mind. Yeah, well, yeah, because it has you're downloading the it. new games. Yeah, <laughs> again, with 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 a business mind that I have in my in my head, most of the time I look at if like let's say a brand new Halo comes out and they put it on Game Pass and they also sell it in the store, you know, like I just don't know how you could deem it being successful if the sales in the store are down, but you're, I, and I understand that, you know, like increasing your subscription base on people that have game pass, if it goes up 30% when you put this game out, like that's great numbers. Like you can equate it to people picking up Netflix when they picked up the Marvel license or going all the way back to when Howard Stern joined satellite radio and what that did, you know, like, but I just, I worry about, two things that was unbelievable what that right. did no, i know that I, <laughs> I mean if you look at the yeah, numbers of i worry that, about that was i worry insane. about two things the, the thing that i worry about is um a game maybe not getting the recognition it deserves because it's buried underneath a, a slew of stuff on games pass which can happen and then also them just turning their studios into get more stuff on game pass faster 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 so two things with that which doesn't when a that. new release when a new release comes out is it instantly on Game Pass the day it releases some in the stores, or been, is yeah. there? Yeah, like I think sea of some Thieves do, was, but not all of them. Um, all the Xbox okay. first party yeah. ones, I believe, have been. Yeah. Okay, so 
that's Microsoft's choice. And they're doing that to get people to get into Games Pass because, you know, they'll buy a game and that's it. They bought the game and Microsoft makes the money they make on that game and great. Or you could have them paying you 10 bucks a month. Absolutely. In theory, for the rest and of their how, lives. You how know, many people who knows? do you know that still have Netflix DVDs, but they just haven't canceled it yet? <laughs> oh my gosh! I know a it couple took me people, forever yeah. to finally cancel so that. They're, they're banking it on took those me people forever. as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I, and, I, and I get all that stuff. I just, you know, like I, the the thing that bothers me with like in terms of like talking about that two year contract thing essentially that you're signing with is that right now if you get Games Pass, let's say Josh, I don't have an Xbox, so I'm using Josh as an example. Josh picks up Game Pass for six months. He plays Halo Collection or whatever he wants to play. And then he looks at Game Pass in the next month and decides, you know what? There's nothing on there that I want to play right now. He, as a consumer, has the ability to cancel Game Pass and be like, yeah. okay, I don't need to pay you for the, And I'll pick it back up when you put something on there that I want. If you're in that two-year contract, you're screwed. I wouldn't see it that way because you don't have to just use game pass you can still buy a right, game but you yeah. are but you are paying for something that you're not <laughs> using and you're stuck in it yeah but you're still paying off the system and no, you're getting xbox yeah. Live gold it's just yeah part i don't of it. i don't see getting, it that way it's part yeah. of a package and if you're not using every part of the package no big right. deal I, I don't see that as a problem i don't watch from uh, a when i had cable standpoint. i didn't watch hgtv but i wasn't like damn um, yeah, I, 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 I mean, you might not be playing online every month, right, yeah. and you're still paying for Xbox no, I Live. I don't play online every Microsoft, month, and I'm still paying for Xbox yeah, Live. Microsoft sees the risk of like that one dude that only plays like Forza, who maybe he'll just game pass it because he'll be like, oh, I could play Forza for ten dollars. But there's a chance he might be like, well, I have this pass. What else is on here? And then he gets stuck into another franchise. And even if he leaves Game Pass, he might then be like, man, I really like that other game I tried on Game Pass. Let me go buy the physical copy Mm -hmm. and cancel my Game Pass and they get their money that way. So there's enough risk in it for them on the business end to do this, to just hook people in other ways. Yeah, obviously they've they've analyzed this every which way they could and decided this is worth – you know that they're going to make money on this, or they wouldn't even be doing. It'll be it. Inter- if, interesting to see if other retailers pick it up. Yeah, if they if they go all movie pass on us in the next couple months, then we'll know they're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. uh, but to answer uh, Justin's question, it's PS4, PC, Switch, Xbox One, because PC has most of the Xbox One exclusive games. There you go, <laughs> answered it. <laughs> Seriously, like yeah, that's true. I yeah, it depends on what you. Yeah, want. no. Usually, when matter. people would ask me. Uh, at Target, like, hey, what system should I get? And it's just like, I what what system are your friends on? Then they mm-hmm. would tell me PS4, Xbox One, and be like, okay, that's a system you should get. You know, it's just yeah, it's just like here are the exclusive. What is your friends on? You know, yeah, that's basically what it comes yeah. down to. And then he, uh, our last question is Josh's favorite question. He was sweating bullets when we put this in here. It's from fuck you, Anthony yeah. Allen. <laughs> What's your favorite game of all time? There's no way to answer that. There's absolutely... You're talking for me. (laughs) We got the Atari 2600 when I was eight years old. 40 years of gaming. You're going to ask me to pick my favorite game of all time. Fuck you. Okay, what about... uh, (laughs) Fuck you, 40 years. I can't pick up... Best game you played on PlayStation. I cannot. No, no, no. How about this? No, there's... That's that's 20 years at this point. I can't do that. What is your Desert Island game? If you're on a desert island and I, you can only play one game, what game is it? N- I have no, I can't. I have no idea. 
have no idea. I got 40 years of games across I don't know how many systems. What's a game you return to There's... often? None. I, I could list like 10. Okay, like list three. Come on. No, I could list 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't list, list three. Start, start, I can't start list your list one. of 10 and we'll cut you off when we feel like it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I can't. I can't. I can't play this game. There's, there's too many. Can you name a video game, Josh? <laughs> there are entirely too many games that I that I would throw up there. Doesn't and I've said, I've said in the past on this podcast, you know, that's probably in my top. And I stop myself right there because I I, I want to say three or five, and I'm like, but I've got like 26 other games that would fit in that top three, so I don't Josh, know how to Josh do that. Josh the same you know? anxiety when you ask him this question, as in when he's playing like an RPG that he can only carry like 30 items in, and he's trying to figure out which <laughs> exactly. One to get rid of. Josh, it's just- not anxiety; it's just this this system is rigged. It's bullshit. There's no way to answer J- that. Josh does politician dust, and he's just like, they're all great. <laughs> No, they're not all great. Believe me, I played some shitty games. But What's your favorite shittiest oh, oh, wait, game? Wait, 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 wait. I got one. Okay. Okay, you what know what? My, I'll give to. you that. Okay, okay. He's going to give us something. No, hold, okay. on, hold on, Dave. I'll, I'll give you my favorite shitty... Well, what everybody else says is the shittiest game of all time. E.T. is fucking awesome okay. on the Atari 2600. Josh's Fight favorite me. game of all time is E.T. Thank you very much. <laughs> what have you given a 10 Fight to? me. That's even more than five <laughs> okay. games. Right, I didn't think it would be that high. So, <laughs> no, it is. It's more than five games. I'm getting attend to. No, but honestly, if you if my shittiest game, I don't think I honestly, honestly don't think ET is shitty. I never did. I loved. I played the crap out of it when I was a kid. I would still put it in right now and play it. I played it recently because everybody was bagging on it, and I'm like, it wasn't that bad. And I start playing it, and I'm like, no, you guys just don't know how to fucking play it. <laughs> That's your problem. Yeah. Well, the, if you yeah. know how to play it, it's a good game. And I spent hours they, on they that. They covered and that I game in the, the console wars, which I'm still listening to in the car, to and from work. Like that's just fascinating. Yeah, and and they talk about how horrible. I mean, I get it. It was it was at the end of not the, the game crash, they wanted it to be. Crash, so. It was yeah. It was it was done in like two months or something absurd like that by one guy and. <laughs> I think he did a fantastic job based on what it is. I I actually really, really, really enjoy that game. And come fight me. Title of the um, show, Josh Likes E.T. But that's not my favorite game of all time. <laughs> that's not. And I can't answer that. There's just too many. For, for, There's literally too many. See, me, I can easily do this. But uh, kind of like Josh in a way, though, my number one fluctuates. Just like it changes based on the day almost. But I can name yeah. like See? I can name a top three. It just that, okay. I can't even do that. But the order of the top three will change, you know, depending on what day you ask me. So like top three games in no order is Uncharted Two. It's uh, a good one. Kingdom Hearts Two. Tony Hawk's a good one. Po- Pro Skater Three. That's a good Any one. day of the, like I wouldn't tell you which one is number one because like I said it will change no matter what you know like depending on how nostalgic I'm feeling that day it, it can change but those are like yep. the three games that I would put in like that favorite game of all time category those are good yeah if you told me to build out a top 10 I would probably struggle 
just trying to put a game at number 10 because there's probably like 20 games that would be like in the discussion <laughs> for that yeah see I, it would be one two three four I, five six I, I seven could... eight nine and then 10 would have like 40 in it yeah it would be it would be tied for 10 yeah no because that's where it gets complicated like but like i can at least name three games that will always be yeah. in note in that top spot you know at any point the best I could possibly do is maybe a top 40 <laughs> and they would be in no particular I order do because this. Can we do a special podcast? they're all amazing. <laughs> oh my God. I want to do a Josh Lane. Am I going to go through? No, I'm just looking at my database right now has 3,183 records in the video games and I don't have my PC stuff in there and I don't have any of the downloaded stuff. So for me to go through that entire thing and pick out 40 games. What no. if I told you, I don't have, yeah. I don't have the time in my, if you're paying me, sure. I'll fa- I'll go through that and find 40 games, and, but I don't have time to do that. And Anthony didn't say video game. He just said game. So that's a good point. Monopoly. There we go. We got it. <laughs> also, you're a terrible person. If Monopoly is your favorite game, <laughs> it is a pretty shitty it game a, in terms of how you treat yeah. people in it. <laughs> I'm going to bankrupt you, dad. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed it more and more. Like I always knew it had like kind of sinister overtones to it and everything. Um, like but it really takeover. didn't hit me. <laughs> it didn't hit me as much until I was playing it with Mason. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is, kind of brutal it's a, like, it's, it's a it game man. <laughs> it's it's not really a it doesn't really teach you good things no. you know <laughs> you raise up the rent to bankrupt people yeah it um, does it's it's fucked people up people say risk destroys friendships <laughs> no fucking monopoly does yeah <laughs> i actually had a, it's, it's pretty fucked i had up. the same monopoly game going with my little sisters for like a couple months we would just like put our pieces in a a Ziploc bag when we would stop because we would only want to play until everyone until there's one person standing. But mm-hmm. holy crap, yeah, there was definitely a lot of fights in Monopoly. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, it's it's brutal. All right, uh, it is. Dave hasn't answered yet though. <laughs> if I had to, like, I guess, like the in terms of like the stuff that comes to my head right away, like Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Um, just like the, just had so much fun playing that game um and then in terms of like it's gonna sound dumb but it, it, <laughs> he doesn't want to say it <laughs> it's, we know what yeah, you're gonna say ter- just say destiny it in terms of what changed yeah. changed you know <laughs> but it's fair though you've yeah. gotten a lot of enjoyment out of that yeah. yes it changed you know, absolutely like, of, like i didn't in terms like if you look at wh- who i was before destiny and who i am now in terms of my ability in just as a ps nation person my ability to interview people go to events and the opportunities that it has opened for me and the pure enjoyment of friendships that i have like I have never met Johnny as a boy face to face, but I would probably say over the last four and a half years or five years, like he's the closest friend that I have. And it's because of destiny. Yeah. Cool. And if you, and you've heard Johnny sleep, like we all have. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that, that you get really intimate with someone when you hear yeah. them sleeping. So. <laughs> but, all right. So that, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, Next week we got a whole lot of stuff going on. We got uh, Yakuza review, Spider Man review, probably a Madden review. What else you got in your plate, Josh? Uh, a couple of yeah. things. Um, there's that the new Pro Evolution Soccer yeah. I just got today. Uh, the code for um, the golf game. Uh, I forget what else. There's other stuff. Um, I don't know. Shenmue. Yeah. So those you, you build that top forty that. games of all time list. <laughs> 
So those of you that are listening now, like I said, like um, I, I would assume I'm, I'm going to speak a little bit for Michael, but as soon as he can maybe show a little bit of Spider-Man, like on a stream or something like that, I hope that he will, just so people can see it. If it's something he can show before before it comes out, but I don't know if he can or cannot. So I don't think I can, but I might be able to. Yeah, maybe right. you can show like it's okay. I wouldn't watch yeah, it. I know, but some people are curious. <laughs> so, um, I, like I said, I will be playing Gambit on Saturday the first, so that'll be up on the on Twitch. Uh, we get a Warface group. If you want to play Warface with us, we'll start something in the forums, and we'll see if we can get something get get us on there at a certain time, and we'll all co- goof around, and have some fun. Um, there will I will you know we are recording before Forsaken comes out, so those of you that are like don't want to hear me go crazy about Destiny, and that'll be in two weeks. I'll just talk about Gambit a little bit um, when we record, but um, Destiny does come out on the 4th, so uh, you won't hear the other podcast by then, but I will be streaming. If I'm playing the game on Tuesday or Wednesday, I will be streaming it on our channel, and if it's anything like Rise of Iron and Taken King and Destiny 2, I stream for anywhere from 12 to 16 straight hours. Um, So I'm not saying I'm going to do that this time. It depends on the content. Um, you just said you you will no, so you have to. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Committed. You committed because it doesn't go live until like one p.m. on September fourth. Jinx. So, but yeah, other than come. that, that's all I have for this week. You guys got anything else? Nope. And all nope. Right. everyone have a great week. Talk to you guys next week. See ya. Yo. A bye. All right. Gonna hit stop. Fuck you, Anthony Allen. What'd you say? <laughs> Fuck you, Anthony Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.